With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two lifelong Houston sports guys named Adam. Raised by Earl. Nolan. He got it. And Hakeem. Molded by the magnificent roller coaster ride that is Houston sports. Jill H-Town, for the only homegrown afternoon team, is talking your teams. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A-Team. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790, back in studio. I think we're going to stay here for a while. I feel like I haven't done a show here in forever. Um, we've been out at Toyota Center quite a bit, and I think I'm in a little bit of a better mood than I was at the start of the show yesterday. I did a lot of muting on social media, and I was reminded why I'm hardly ever on Twitter anymore with meaningful, actual dialogue back and forth with people because you can't handle it. You being those people, and uh, I think I'm going to go back to that. It kind of, it was kind of fun being in my hole. But now that uh, I, I was going to tell you this too, Wex, and I was going to have him come over to you and do this because he pulled it off so well. So right before the show, you know, we're all still a little on edge about Jose Altuve's injury, and one of our sales, uh, he's one of the sales bosses. He's not just an account executive. You know him as Greg, but a lot of people don't know who I'm talking about. Comes over deadpan delivers it with a straight face totally got me for a split second he goes did you hear about what happened to kyle tucker broke his arm and he was like just warming up getting ready for i'm like stop he had me for two seconds because what? i'm on, Come on man yeah he uh, he just listens to the show and he knows what he to did. do no that's exactly he knows why he what did what it. to do i was like and i didn't know he had that in him by the way i thought <laughs> i thought he was more like a uh, laid-back kind of guy he nailed it and i was like i was hot and bothered for about a split second then it was all good. Could you imagine, though? Could you imagine if something else happened? It would be even sweeter at the end of the year when the Mariners <laughs> still didn't beat them. That was, that's what I could imagine. That's exactly what I would be thinking. I can tell you that right now. Oh. My first thought. Well, I think I'm going to lose my bet. 24-homer season for Chaz McCormick, a 2020 season for Jake Myers. 24 home runs for Chaz? I mean, it's all, uh, Is he it's juicing? all going to be in place if those things happen. There's only one more WBC game. Thank God. And it is tonight. And you'll probably have to, I know how you like to delete tweets, so you'll probably have to delete your, uh, oh, Shohei Otani's not pitching. I guess it doesn't matter, because he'll be pitching tonight for Japan. He scored the game-tying run, and then his teammate right behind him 
in the bottom of the ninth, scored the game-winning run to send Jose Urquidy back to the Astros. He was in the dugout today with the team as they uh, played yet another spring training affair. There are only five more in Florida, two more back here in Houston. A couple of updates uh, on uh, where things stand, most notably on Jordan Alvarez. We'll let you hear straight from uh, Joe Espada on what he had to say about that. Dusty indicated this morning that Jordan uh, has progressed to the point they're going to put him in the lineup on Thursday. Uh, so he'll take part in that game, spring training game, exhibition game, for the first time. Uh, but he is expected to take a lot of swings between Thursday and Thursday. The following Thursday, uh, they will unveil the 2022 World Series champion banner at Minute Maid Park. And not long after, the Astros will be 1-0 after they beat the White Sox with, hopefully, and now I would say expectingly, Jordan Alvarez in the lineup. But uh, not everybody is back yet uh, because Kyle Tucker and Ryan Presley are still playing. They have their game tonight to determine if they successfully defend their WBC championship. And uh, they've got Japan tonight. And, yes, Otani is cleared to both hit and pitch should he be asked to pitch tonight. And most likely he will be unless it's very, very lopsided, and I would not expect that the way their games have gone, and certainly not uh, with that competition. They have been awesome. Uh, Team USA has been almost as awesome, and some people care, and some people don't. There are other things to discuss. We're another day closer to the University of Houston and the University of Texas uh, getting their Sweet 16s, respectively, underway. Should they both win on Friday right here on the Family of Networks here at iHeartRadio, then they will meet on Sunday in Kansas City, where they are for the weekend. And the winner then earns that trip to the Final Four here in Houston. Houston will be coming back to Houston no matter what happens. But they would like to be extending their season into playing back in Houston uh, by virtue of getting two more victories. They're in the uh, Sweet 16 yet again. Uh, Gonzaga and U of H, the two longest current streaks. And some for some reason, people have been watching what Gonzaga has done in this tournament. I don't know what was so ultimately impressive about it. They won two games. They were supposed to win two games, and yet uh, outside of Alabama and probably U of H, there are a lot of people that think the road to a championship is kind of open uh, for the Gonzaga Bulldogs in a year this is one of their least talented teams. But that's what's fun about it. Same thing on the NFL side during the offseason, especially when your team only wins 11 games in the last three years combined. Sometimes the offseason is more fun, and this offseason for the Texans undoubtedly has been from the acquisition in free agency. Uh, they were able to add D'Amico Ryans with no compensation. Uh, the uh, 49ers allowed him to, to, let, to let go of him, and they have a, te- a new head coach. Few more signings over the last 24 hours reported. Uh, Corey Littleton, the latest of which, a linebacker who several years ago was super duper productive and was a Pro Bowl caliber player. It's been four years removed from that designation. So when you read Texans add Pro Bowl linebacker Corey Littleton, just know that that is true. He's played uh, multiple seasons at a much lower level since he was at that level. And that's the case with a lot of players once they hit free agency. But we'll talk a little bit more. A couple other notes on the acquisitions. Unofficial of Dalton Schultz and Devin Singletary uh, was looking through a bunch of what they've done in free agency, kind of piecing it together in my mind. Where's the good? Where's the bad? What do I like? What do I not like? Because the majority of these significant additions, well, they should be over. There may be a player here or a player there that's still added. But I don't know that there are many, if any, impact players for this team to sign. 
And then this week is also the last of the important off-season weeks for the draft at the top for the Texans because the quarterbacks most likely to be drafted at first, second, third, fourth, fifth, they're having their pro days this week. C.J. Stroud, Alabama's pro day, Kentucky's pro day. I said C.J. Stroud since Ohio State's is first tomorrow. And then over the rest of the week, the others follow. Okay, so how much is this year's batch of pro days going to affect things? How much? Well, C.J. Stroud's already thrown, so I can't imagine he's going to do anything to dampen what he did at the Combine. You know, Bryce Young, maybe there's something here that uh, people want to see. I'm not too enthused or locked in on it. Obviously, I want as much information as I can get. But I'm not going to watch his pro day and think, oh, man, I, I didn't realize this. Look at look at how he snaps those balls off. Look at how he's able to uh, get the ball to the sideline with no defender who read his eyes and made a break on it and just pick sixed him because those don't happen at combines. Uh, you might should, be, though. It would, be, it would be a lot more fun. Yeah. I mean, the Cam Newton entrance into pro day work is, is also something fun that's kind of thrown into all this stuff. So. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. U of H also, their pro day happens to be this week. Clayton Toon is far, far, far down the list. But after those top five quarterbacks, and I include Hendon Hooker in the top five, it's, there's a possibility he's the next quarterback drafted. It just might not be for a little while. And uh, he will be with an NFL team the offseason. He'll be with an NFL team in camp. And it would actually surprise me if he were not on an NFL team over the course of at least this upcoming season and probably much longer than that. The highest draft pick that should be on display uh, for their pro day should be Tank Dell. And I tell you, he is the, exactly the type of player that D'Amico Ryans is talking about. Because if you look at the San Francisco offense, they want they don't care if it's 30 yards down the field or 5 yards down the field or at the line of scrimmage. Get playmakers the ball in space. And that's the type of player, albeit at a very, very, very small size, that Tank Dell is. Yeah, I was, I was listening to Matt and Ross talk about that 12th pick, too. And Matt had a gut feeling that the Texans would trade out of it. And I, I mean, I understand the thought process behind that, but aren't you just at this point trying to get the most premium of the premium at the draft? Like, if, if what you just said is, is indeed what ends up happening, like their marquee free agency signings is. Well, it's just who's, who's on the market, who's, right. who's unsigned. So at this point, the best talent that's available out there in all likelihood would be in the draft. And I get getting more picks, but at the same time, I'm like, if there's a guy sitting there at 12, or if there's a. a, a a number of guys. Yeah, but look at last year, and and they've done it several times with other GMs, but they specifically did it with Nick just last year. Trading out of it, if if that's all you... you got to think of everything. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, oh my God, when are they going to pick? They're going to pick 14th, 15th, What are they getting for it? I mean, they traded a couple of spots back last year. And then maybe you look at Kyle Hamilton, maybe you look at Jordan Davis and say, well, those players would have been nice, but instead you take Kenyon Green. They're not trading. I wouldn't expect them to trade out from 12 to anything past 17, 18 tops. So it's not going to be back far. Because of what you said. They've got to maximize these picks with players. Mm -hmm. Eventually it's time to go get, you have two picks in the top 12. You'd like to come out with two of the top 12 most talented players, according to your board. And that's what the NFL is all about. There might be 25 different guys that sit in 32 different teams, top 12. You better make sure that you do that. And I think there'll be plenty of players on the board uh, that they want at 12 that they know will obviously still be there at 13, 14, 15, 16. The question is, did the Eagles pass on Bijan Robinson at 10 
And our team's now calling the Titans at 11 and calling the Texans at 12 and calling the Jets at 13. To get well, him? Well, Bichon's still there, and, and we know we're not going to get him at 24 or 26 or 28. Do we have the ability to move up, and are the Texans willing to move that far back? That's what's, again, if you're GM, I don't know if I would call it fun, but those are the things you do everything you can to prepare for in advance. So in the 10-minute window or maybe 15 or 20, if you're talking a couple picks ahead, you, you get an idea of, of what is worth it, whatever your value chart that your team uses uh, to go back. But we could give you eight names that I think will realistically be there between you know 11 and 18. And at least one of those players had better be a Texan when the draft ends on Thursday night. And I think they would see it the very same way. I got some thoughts on B. John Robinson as it pertains to this conversation. And I'm going to go and contradict the crap out of myself. That's going to be in the next segment. we got Michael Connor, our Astros insider, joining us at the bottom of the hour. We've got three doors down tickets. We've got a lot to get to on a Tuesday edition of the A-Team Sports Talk 790. Maybe you have a lot of debt to get to and you want to get rid of it. Well, you need to consolidate it with Primeway. Primeway Federal Credit Union is here to help you with solutions to your financial problems so that you are not drowning in debt and instead you are turning your debt around because with Primeway Federal Credit Union, you're getting low introductory. You're not getting high interest rates compounding that debt, keeping you drowning in even more debt. And instead, when you consolidate it into one low monthly payment at Primeway, you're going to be getting to a future where you are debt free. And it can start slow. And again, you can look at the big picture or you can just take it one payment at a time. But the point is with Primeway, they're going to get you to a point where you can do that. Because right now you might be drowning in that debt and consolidation is going to be your only hope for getting to a much less stressful existence. That's right. Eliminate debt stress now. Lock in your rate today and do it by going to their website, primewayfcu.com. That's primewayfcu.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. So last segment, we were talking about 
uh, the Texans what they could potentially do at number 12. And I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a while since I've kind of felt this way. I think, Wex, you probably agree with this. Taking a running back in the first round, especially in, like, the top 10, I mean, they better be, like... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Dynamic doesn't even really come close to the word. They have to be special. They have to be a game changer. They have to be maybe even a missing piece. I don't know. Like, if you're taking them, because you always bring up Kansas City, taking Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with the last pick in the draft a few seasons back, which was a perfect. Last pick of the first round. Yeah, exactly, which is essentially a second rounder. Um, but it's you know, like that's that made sense for a team like that. It was a really good pick. It's worked out, whatever. So, uh, Bijan Robinson is the type that I feel like if you're drafting what you think is your franchise quarterback anyway, even though all I've said for years and years and years is I don't think you should take a running back in the first round, I don't know that I would be upset if the Texans decided to take him if he was there at number 12. Well, first of all, I think there's different. first round is way too broad for me. At this point in time, we know way too much to be that lame, I guess. I mean... There's three levels in the first round. There's I top ten. Say top ten and yeah. There's top ten. There's eleven through twenty, and then there's twenty one through thirty one this year. Thirty two most years. Mm-hmm. And taking a running back in each of those different tiers is very very different. You take him in the top ten, you've made a mistake. End of story. And I'm just sorry. It's just that's a fact. Even him. Every single one of them. List them off. There. Every one right. of them was a mistake. Every single one. Christian McCaffrey. Mistake. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Mistake. Ezekiel Elliott. Mistake. Yeah. Every single time. You haven't said the one I'm thinking of yet. And, and I'm Gurley. being super harsh. Todd Gurley, right? Wasn't uh, he a first-rounder? Y- y- once again, first-rounder? Or was well, he in the top ten? He was a top tenner, I think. Yes. So I'm being like crazy. I'm basically you yesterday on the WBC. Yeah. That's what I'm being on this top ten. I feel 10. you on that. Because Christian McCaffrey's awesome. Ezekiel Elliott was awesome. Saquon Barkley's been awesome. And where's their team? Carolina starting over from brand new, traded away McCaffrey to do it because they couldn't win with him, and they didn't want to wait to see if they could eventually, and that was after they extended him. Obviously, the Cowboys extended Ezekiel Elliott. We can list off a billion reasons. We can run a -a 24-hour-a-day network on all the reasons why the Cowboys can't win. I'm not pinning it on Zeke, but he's on the team after being drafted into the top five on a running back rather than some other position to help them get over the hump. Have a better player at a different position. Hand the ball to Tony Pollard, who cost you nothing, or spend all your money and your draft capital 
on Zeke, and then ultimately, seven years later, you're done with him. And obviously, in the case of Saquon Barkley, they're hoping his next one year, two years, three years, four years is better for the team than the first five because he was all three of these players that I'm talking about were essentially immediately one of the top five running backs in football. And I'm still sitting here telling you it was wrong. Zeke's best year was his first year. Saquon's best year was his first year or this past year. And the same thing with McCaffrey. These guys came into the league and were unreal. And Bijan's going to do the exact same thing. But if you're a bad team who hasn't traded up into that spot where you can totally afford to take him and you're expecting that player to be a foundational player when you're winning and then you know you're going to have to extend him because of that, like the Rams did with Gurley, like you were talking about, it's a really bad place to be. So for the Texans to take him at 12 or at least into the second tier, I would, again, teams don't know what's going to happen on the draft, certainly not at 12. The Texans probably know what's going to happen at 2, but nobody knows what's going to happen at 12. So they've accommodated themselves as if they're not drafting a running back to take over for Damian Pierce. They've added a running back to help Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary. Taking B. John Robinson from a positional standpoint makes no sense for this team, even though the second they say his name, you wouldn't even be done with Bij, and he'd be the best running back you have on the team, arguably the best player you have on the team. And I think in light of that, because again, I obviously did not mention the obvious, which was that uh, they do have not one, but two capable running backs on the roster right now. Probably the best one-two combo they've had on the team since Arian Foster was a Texan. It's yeah, Arian Foster that. and Jonathan Grimes. That yeah, is, those, well, because Arian was so good, I think I could show Grimes the love. And yeah, say, show him some love. I think so. But, but like, Good dude, too. But, but yeah, as soon it's, as they said his name, not only would what you just said would happen, Texans fans would be fine with it. That's a good question. I, I wonder. Would they you? wouldn't boo him. I know that. Well, you know... You gotta. It's it's to me. It's a, it is a tough situation. He's. I told you yesterday, and I'll say it again. I'll probably say it every day till April twenty seventh. He's a top ten player. Mel Kiper Jr. Today, his latest big board. He dropped Bijan Robinson three spots. He's still in the top ten, but because he moved Anthony Richardson up and two other players up, he essentially dropped him on his big board. Nobody. I don't think at this point anybody expects him to go top ten. I don't expect him to go uh, any higher than well. Eagles are ten, so he could go ten. It's just is that the best way for your future. If you draft, say, Paris Johnson with the 12th pick and you're the Texans, I'd say the odds are pretty good that six years from now, he's playing on his extension. You've re-signed him. He's playing at a very high level. He's helped to solidify your offensive line. If you draft Jackson Smith and Jigba and he is in his sixth year, he's probably in the same boat now. Wide receivers sometimes play themselves out of their situations because of their monetary desires. But if you're a running back and you've had any injury issue or the team hasn't gotten any better, you have to make a very tough decision. Are we really like when the Titans extended Derrick Henry, it seemed like a no brainer. And they were on the super duper extreme of how much they valued him. Like no team in the NFL values their running back, utilizes their running back. Like usage rate in the NBA, mm-hmm. he's Rockets James Harden usage rate for the Tennessee Under Titans. Under Tony. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's, they can't do anything when he's not there, even though they actually ran the ball very, very well when he was sidelined uh, two seasons ago. Um, but even extending him seemed like a risk. This 350-touch player a year you're you're okay with him making another 18 or 20 or whatever cap figure it is each year running that risk that you've got that huge a percentage of your cap sitting on the sidelines 
because he went down. And, and each of those players we've talked about, except for Zeke, for the for the most part, he never had any long term injury. But obviously McCaffrey did very long term, and obviously Saquon Barkley did very long term. And that's the other part of it. Uh, I don't expect the Texans to draft Deshaun Robinson. I wouldn't be upset because I know how awesome he is, and he could absolutely turn this offense around. And one of those players we've brought up now ten times plays in that offense now, and that's Christian McCaffrey. And I'm super excited to see what a full year of Shanahan and McCaffrey look like in that offense, and we would get to see it here in the Slowick robinson offense here if that were to be the case. But I would put it at... I don't know what the odds I would put it at, but they'd be very low. I, I don't expect Robinson to be a Texan. Yeah, and some of why McCaffrey specifically didn't work out, however way you want to look at that in Carolina, was because of injuries. I mean, you can't ignore how much time he was on the shelf. And then he gets to San Francisco, and he's, I mean, I know it wasn't a full season, but he was completely healthy. Well, take away the injuries and just look at how awesome he was while he was there. And also say it didn't work and out. How long? It just how doesn't it matter. Mattered. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I don't mean it as again as harshly as it's coming out. It's true though. For him to be the most productive running back in football for two years in a row in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, I think that's fair to say that that's what he was. In twenty eighteen they went seven and nine. In twenty nineteen, when he was even better, they went five and eleven. Now it's again it's not all on him this is, to me, what happens when you draft running backs. The only thing worse than that in the top ten is when you draft a tight end. Kyle Pitts, for example. Oh, my gosh. Now, and Kyle this Pitts, is great football player, makes no difference at all to the Falcons winning and losing while they stink. He's not going to help them they win. they do stink. If you're really, really good, and then Kyle Pitts is on your team, that would be great. But they aren't, and he is, I think and that's it's not one of, great. I think that's one of the most fascinating things about the NFL, too, is that while they also have the, the most important position in all of sports, in my opinion, which is obviously quarterback, um, what the running back position has, come in the, has become in the NFL, i.e. dangerous, like it's a dangerous move depending on how you go about getting your starting running backs. And the I say that. Yeah, because the, the difference between what an elite overpaid running back can do for you and an off-the-street free agent on a one-year deal can do for you, the gap's just not that wide anymore. Ask Aaron Foster. I mean, the, He the, wasn't literally like, that, but the, he was basically The Texans that. with a Pierce-Singletary combination and a reasonable line, which is probably what they'll have this year. Aren't they going to run for 1,800 yards this year between the two of them? 1,600? Yeah. Eight, I mean, they're going to run for 4.5, well, 4.6 so. yards. You look at what their individual numbers are versus another situation, and they, they probably won't be that far off, but they won't be paying Anything for what I mean, Singletary's deal, if as reported, it's about $3.75 million max. That's almost four times what Damian Pierce is making. They're and, paying less than $5 million for the two of them. And he's going to run four times as much, hopefully. We'll I see. I would think so. All right. Uh, we will get to our Astros insider, Michael Connor, next when we come back here on the 18. Right now, I want to get to how you're sleeping right now. And specifically here in the month of March, the madness continues at Texas Mattress Makers. Now through April 2nd, save up to 30% off with mattresses starting at just 639 Plus, they're throwing bundled discounts in, like free box spring, free cooling at technology upgrades, even free delivery. It's all there for you at TexasMattressMakers.com. And you can also find out about just how ridiculous it is, the TLC that goes into each and every mattress that they manufacture right on site. 
at their factory next door to the original location at 4619 Navigation at the corner with Lockwood. They also have showrooms in Atascacita, Baybrook, Katy, the Woodlands, and Richmond, Rosenberg. That's their newest one. So regardless of where you are in and around the greater Houston area, you've got a showroom close to you. Go to TexasMattressMakers.com today. Texas Mattress Makers, the best sleep at the best price guaranteed. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Here it comes. The Houston Astros. For the Houston Astros. How about the Houston Astros? Now, Astros insider Michael Conner on Sports Talk 790. Home of your Astros. Here we go. Um, you know what? He actually took BP again today. We'll see him. We'll see him on the field here the next day or two. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm. I feel like he's going to be ready for opening day, guys. I, I'm, I'm very uh, bullish about this. Um, he's, you know, one thing that he's been able to do while he's recovering from uh, from the wrist injury is getting his legs in shape. He's been doing all the outfield work, so uh, he's been running the bases. So, um, one, what you we need to get him and so get him some at bats, get his timing down. Uh, we're going to start doing that this week. Uh, you'll see him in, uh, you know, in the A games, and also he's going to be going down to the minor league games to get some at bats. Down there. Well, that one had enough to fill us a whole day's worth of commentary, I think. That was Joe Espada earlier today uh, during the Astros broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet and their game against the Yuli Gurriels. Our Astros insider, Michael Connor, joins us here. Uh, pick any one element you heard from Joe Espada there. The fact that he called it a wrist injury, the fact that he's bullish on him coming back, uh, the fact that he's gotten his legs under him already. What, what would you like? I'll chalk the, the wrist injury part up to misspeaking. How about that? Uh, the rest of it, I guess, being bullish that he's going to play opening day, which he's going to play opening day. There's no way he's not going to play opening day. They have to have him in the lineup because they're going to be down a couple of guys already. You can't have him out, too. So you'd bat him right behind Dubon? Oh, of course, <laughs> duh. You know, Dubon, number one. I hate number you. Two, you know, I, <laughs> We're I hate talking, you both right now is what I do. World Series title. I mean, like, in all fairness, Mauricio Dubon, might be the nicest guy on the team. Great. Dude, but he's I'm rocked not, up. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, no, he's not. He I'm not, sucks. I'm not strapped in, or I'm not too uh, gung-ho about a season, or, you know, an early season full of uh, Dubon playing second that Dusty's probably going to overgive us. Why do people think that David Hensley's just going to produce Jose Altuve numbers? People, I know that we fall into this because the Astros, they have all these injuries. Really, I say they have all these injuries. When they have injuries, they go and win baseball games, right, throughout the years. like they, There's been no fall-off. But this world where we live in where people are just like, I'll be fine, they'll be fine, they'll be fine. Like, you got to stop. They're not going to be just fine. You're going to feel the absence of Jose Altuve big time. Like, this is one of the best players on your team, plays a great second base on top of it, is your leadoff hitter. They're going to feel it, and you better hope this isn't the year that Seattle decides to, you know, not sit around and, and screw, screw around for the first two months of the season. Because you could be in, I mean, they're they're loaded, but their margin for error with all these other things without him 
Altuve without Michael Brantley for who knows how long, whatever that's going to be. Like, and Jordan, you never know with Jordan still. Like, their margin for error is different this year than it's been in the past. Is the Michael Brantley situation a little bit uh, perplexing beyond what, the, what it was when you arrived at camp, thinking that he would you know, work his way through the physical things that he's getting past to be ready because some other elements of him just simply not being there have been added to it? Yeah, I mean, the whole being out of – when he left camp, which, again, the family thing, you go and deal with that, hopefully all that's good. But, you know, like there was no reason to think that he's going to play at the start of the season. I, my, my biggest concern with Michael Brantley is, look, we were there early in camp. So we didn't. We, all we were, all we could do was ask, and we were told that he was hitting in cages. Like, I still would like to see a lot of uh, proof of him going out and doing things that's hit. That's you know hitting because is he is he hitting at all? Like, I don't clearly know what is going on. I, mean, I would assume that he is based off what they've told us. But like, is he hitting in live game action type of stuff? I know that he's been doing defensive work and all that. Like, what is a realistic timeline? That would be nice to kind of get an idea of. Yeah, I I think I mean. And by the way, I if you, if what you said is true about Jordan, I'm going to lose a bet. I'm going to have to uh, buy Wex dinner in the media dining at Toyota Center. That's that was the He's bet that he playing. You're you're gonna you're gonna pay that ten dollars and you're gonna like it. Is that what it is now? Is that the going rate? I, I think it's ten. Yeah, ten or twelve. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. Uh, Mike Stanton had asked him that kind of point blank. Joe Spada, do you expect him to be ready for opening day? And he was obviously, as we heard, uh, pretty positive in, in speaking about it. As we wrap up the WBC tonight and the last two of the Astros players involved. Hopefully Kyle Tucker, I guess, I don't know what hopefully is for most of you guys. I'd like to see him play. He was not in the lineup in their last game. And uh, obviously Ryan Presley will only be used if he's needed to wrap up a championship most likely. Uh, but some of the others who've now come back to camp, and Jose Arquiti, who pitched yesterday very well uh, for Mexico, did the Astros catch any maybe benefit from the fact that so many pitchers were away? They had to lean on other pitchers while they everybody was able to get a ton of work. They probably got more work as a staff because you got pitchers in different places not taking up innings on your own team. And it looks like to me, you tell me if you feel otherwise, both Luis Garcia and Jose Urquidy, who threw quite a bit in the last couple of weeks away from the Astros, look very, very good and ready to go. Yeah, I'm calling my shot. Jose Arquiti's my sleeper on this team this year to have a monster, monster year. And not Jose Arquiti. I'm sorry, Luis Garcia. Just because I, think, I thought you were going to let me I'm, pick Luis. That would have been really no, nice. No, I'm going to I'm going to pick Luis. I think like he's going to have a huge year. I think that the mechanics, getting rid of all of the you know rocking the baby things, going to be huge for him to keep himself locked in and you know doing his thing. Um, yeah, no, I do think you're right. Like getting guys other looks. Like, what is it? What did it mean to Ronel Blanco to be able to? Now they were going to extend him out a little bit, but to be able to get more extended looks. I mean, Seth Martinez is going to make this team. It sounds like uh, out of the bullpen, they're not going to go with any lefties, which I guess to some might be a surprise, but I don't think it's a massive surprise that they're doing it. They've done it for years now. Um, but they, you know, Dusty was forced to pitch guys that he probably didn't get a lot of looks at, other than bullpens or reports or whatnot, and it has to help and. You're hopeful that you, you know, can get you can keep going in the direction that you're going without injuries and whatnot. Because again, we we know that this season, what is coming, there are a lot of innings to cover from the loss of Verlander. You don't have McCullers right now. You need these guys to come in and pitch well from the jump. Hopefully, that happens. It's Michael Connor, our Astros insider here on Sports Talk 790, as we uh, wind down the days to uh, opening day. What are you most looking forward to about this season in light of the injuries? Because I know there's still some feel-goods to get to, and obviously the 
pageantry of of next week's activities, the first two nights especially, are going to be a big part of that. But when the rubber finally actually meets the road, anything uh, that you're particularly looking forward to other than the obvious? I mean, yeah, the, of course, the banner and all that, the gold banner and all that getting put up. Uh, which, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw the email just a couple minutes ago. This is our, this is our internal conversations. We can say it now. We, the station will be live all day at Minimac Park, or at least in the afternoon from 12 to 3 with Matt Thomas. And then you guys, and then I'm going to join you guys for the uh, on-deck show. But, um, you know, I guess there's one guy or one thing that I'm really excited about. Uh, or I, I guess I can give you two. One, Hunter Brown. I want to see what he looks like in his first full season. Like, that's going to be really interesting. Like, does he go through a rookie phase where he stinks? or I, I don't know. I, or is he great from the jump and he looks great all season? And then I, I'm excited to see Jose Abreu hitting a lineup that's going to give him a lot more protection than he got last year in Chicago and playing a ballpark that I think can bring some of his power back to his game. I know he's a 36-year-old first baseman. He's older, but he's still one of the hardest you know hitters in baseball. And I think the results this season are going to show up for him hitting in this lineup. Opening day is one week and two days away, as Michael mentioned, uh, from 12 until first pitch. We will be with you live on site uh, with Astros Street Fest, broadcasting the Matt Thomas Show. Uh, the A-Team, Michael, will join us as we get you into the Astros uh, broadcast. It is one hour earlier than usual for a weekday evening game as it's national, 6 o'clock first pitch. And the festivities that go along with it, two in particular, you'll want to be there for. Well, you have all game to see the Astros in their awesome Gold Rush jerseys. You'll need to be there as they unveil the championship banner as well. Rings come on day I bet, two. Hey, I bet it would go smoother than the last one did where the thing got I mean, it would almost back. have to. I don't want a leaf blower involved. Can I just ask for that? Uh, that'd be good. Okay. That'd be really good. Why don't they just attach it to the uh, train that's carrying the oranges and have it, you know, start woo woo? The mutated oranges? Yeah, that and are... just roll along the tracks and just pull the sheet off. I, that would hopefully, be amazing. Hopefully they gave those oranges a fresh coat of paint this offseason. Michael Connor, our Astros insider, joining us here on the A team as he does a couple times a week, thanks to the friendly people that make it happen. Yes, that is, of course, Carbach Brewing, where next week when you're out at the ballpark, you come and see us. You know what? You can bring me by a Crawford Bach. I won't tell you no. Uh, that Carbach Brewing Crawford Bach, the perfect beer for Astros baseball all season long. They bring you so much so much of our coverage. Of course, they also bring you the Crawford Boxcast at Sports790.com. And a portion of the proceeds from the sales of the Crawford Bach go to the Astros Foundation. We're talking well over half a million dollars to this day. Has been raised for the Astros Foundation, which does so much great work in our great city. So, again, I always like to remind you, when you're drinking, be responsible. But, of course, remember that you're drinking for a good cause when you're drinking the Crawford Bach from Carbach Brewing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I still can't get over the fact that the Warriors had an 11-game road losing streak coming into last night's game. Well, they've also been playing at less than full strength for quite some time now, and 
The Rockets probably know better than anyone because of how Andrew Wiggins played against them earlier this season when he and Clay Thompson were part of a ridiculous three-point shooting effort. Uh, still, they've been winning at home and losing on the road. And they were able to get out of Toyota Center last night with a win, their second of the year at Toyota Center. And it was because they outplayed the Rockets by a pretty good margin in the final 12 minutes. The rest of the game, Rockets didn't take enough advantage of the unbelievable sloppiness uh, for the Warriors. They've been a terrible turnover team for several years now and have won in spite of it. And last night was one of the reasons why they just kind of shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot. And then they shoot some more until they start going in. They did not shoot the ball well. And they also turned it over a ton. Well, the Rockets, unfortunately, almost never shoot the ball well. And they didn't last night either. Uh, so it was pretty much an even game for three quarters. Warriors got hot early in the fourth. That was your ball game. I hate losing to them. I really do. I, I hate that when it comes down to it, they're ultimately the ones that put the Rockets where they are right now. And you see this a lot when there are teams that build themselves up to knock off the best and it doesn't happen. A lot of times things go very wrong for that team in not that much of amount of time afterwards. I know that Chris Paul and James Harden were the iteration of the Rockets that got closest to knocking them off. But Dwight Howard and James Harden as a tandem gave them a run uh, in 2015, I believe, was probably their best shot. And then, you know, Chris Paul and James, you know, two years in a row, the Warriors ousted them. And then after that, it was kind of like downhill from there. Yeah, the after that is why I don't blame the Warriors. I blame the Rockets. Well, yeah, the rest of it was the Rockets' fault. Right, so you nothing wrong with trying to beat the best, nothing wrong with even being loud and you know, over the top about this is our plan. We're not trying to be good. I'm not trying to build a championship team. I'm trying to build a team that can beat this team because I know if we beat this team, we, we can will beat anybody. win. Signed the Houston Rockets. And again, that was but public was information. It was great. I, I mean, loved every bit of it. Don't you agree with that? They of course come, I They do. come out of the West, they beat anybody of who's course, sitting there. No question about it. Okay. The, be the best team in the NBA happens to be in your conference. And if you're good enough to beat them, you're not going to run into some matchup issue with some terrible <laughs> right. team in the East. You're going to beat them, too. But you can have bad, bad matchups You can, with but certain not with teams. the talent that they had. Because while all this losing to the Warriors was happening, they also had one of the five best players in the league. So whatever matchup issues you have... The you're other a matchup issue yes, for them. Yes, of course you are, because yeah. you're that good. But I don't hate the Warriors because they didn't force the Rockets to say, man, this Chris Paul, James Harden thing is really working. Let's blow it up. That's on them. That's their choice. They decided to do that. Warriors didn't have anything to do with that. The Warriors were probably like, I, I can't believe they helped us by doing this. And they absolutely did. It was the start yeah. of them uh, not being able to piece it together. The start of their other GM who plays basketball deciding he didn't want to be here anymore. So that that's totally on the Rockets to me. And the Warriors, there's nothing that I've seen through you know, almost 70 games that suggests there's a light switch for them. You know, the Andrew Wiggins situation is obviously what, what keeps that from happening for me. Because if they're a fully healthy, fully engaged team, and if he is able to come back and contribute for them, then they are capable of beating the teams in the West. But the basketball we've seen from them for most of the 70 games this season is that which will have them losing in the first round. There's five, six teams that could oh, beat them I, the way that they are. So yeah. I don't really consider them championship contenders uh, or Western Conference contenders unless Andrew Wiggins is playing for them. And I don't think anybody knows the answer to uh, when and if that could happen or if that happens at all this season or playoffs. Well, I said this last night at the conclusion of the game. We were, you know, Matt was about to sign off, and it was just basically. If they don't get home court, 
I don't have any reason to pick anybody or pick them against anybody in the first round. They could very easily be out in the first round, and they would be a defending champ that goes out in the first round. And I don't know how many times that's happened, but it right, can't but be that again, many. Not being whole, I wouldn't no, really care. No, but I mean, you I know, wouldn't hold we, it against them. They're they're second best player, third best player, because yeah. he's one of their best two way players. But isn't there at the same time? Jordan Poole was one of the biggest reasons why they won the the championship last year, and he's been. I don't even know how what like the word. he got punched in the face. Well, that's the thing about this. I I know it's more than that. It has to be more than that. And you just mentioned one of the factors. Yeah, they have other players that are healthy, and so his needs are are different. When Steph went out, his role went back up again. Yeah, when but, Steph came back, his role went back down but, again. But what I'm saying is, it does seem like once that happened, they just weren't the same. Yeah, I, I know I mean, it's not that easy. I think it's probably true. But I have a billion other excuses for that also. And those are injuries and guys missing time. And, you know, Clay's been out. Wiggins has been out and is out. And Curry's been out. All for extended periods of time. That, yeah. That'll derail most I, teams. I, I, and I do want to get to what both Draymond Green and Clay Thompson said about the Rockets organization at some point later in the show because I was blown away. I wasn't as blown away by Draymond Green because... Draymond Green off the floor, I think, is one of the most interesting and thoughtful players slash observers, because that's why I feel like he is, of the NBA. Yeah, he's in the league still, but he's he's going to just kill it in his TV role when it inevitably happens. I did not see that coming from Klay Thompson last night. Both of these guys were very complimentary of the Rockets organization in di- in very different ways. So we'll get to that a little bit later, but I, it's just it's it's fascinating to me that the Warriors are where they are, even with the injuries you talked about, because I just think there's other there's other things at play. And again, I know I'm in the minority. This is why I don't put Steph Curry on the level of some of these greats. I just, he cannot, he cannot carry a team by himself. He never has been able to. It's never been, oh, Steph Curry. Like, he's amazing, greatest shooter ever, but I've never felt like, oh, he was carrying that team. It was very much a collective effort. Yeah, I don't know if everybody sees it that way, but yeah, certainly I'm sure you they can don't. have that opinion. I'm sure they don't. Um, but anyway, we will get to the uh, 4 o'clock hour coming up next. we got to tell you right now about Campbell's Pest Control, because when it comes to the summer that's right around the corner, it's going to be here before you know it. Like tomorrow. Well, yeah, it's back into the 80s, right? You betcha. And I don't think we're getting another cold snap. We might, but I, I think we're done. Get those coats out. It's going to be dipping into the 60s. <laughs> that's what we do here in Houston. Wait, wait, wait. You might need a sweater. It's going to be in the high 50s. Um, Campbell's Pest Control knows that because of that bipolar weather we deal with, well, the, the mosquitoes here are frankly bipolar because they come out in swarms when it warms up even a little bit. And actually, like when it's cool at night, they'll still come out. They don't know what to do with themselves, but they do know that there's a lot of them and they're all coming after you if you don't get those mosquito misting systems installed from Campbell's Pest Control along with every other thing they can do under the sun when it comes to your pest control needs. Campbell'sPestControl.com is the website to start your journey. And 713-694-3433 is the number to continue your journey. Your journey. 713-694-3433. That's a journey to a pest-free home. Uh, expert advice, expert service, fantastic year-round maintenance on whatever service uh, you're looking for, whatever issues you might have with pest control, or any of the number of things that they can do, which includes landscaping and lawn maintenance services, tremendous outdoor design work, 
pool maintenance and service as well, all from Campbell's Pest Control. Campbell'sPestControl.com or give them a call at 713-694-3433. Have them come out to your house or business. Best customer service and every service you choose. It's Campbell's Pest Control. From the top tax defenders weather center. Your news radio 740 forecast. Clouds tonight, low 67. Overcast Wednesday, high near 80. This report is sponsored by Window World. When you install Window World windows and doors, you can get a tax credit up to $1,100. I can? You can. What? Window World. That's what. For tax credits up to $1,100, call 800-GET-WINDOWS. McDonald's All-American Games for today's best high school hoopers turn into legends is coming to Houston on March 28th. McDonald's has a long history of picking tomorrow's biggest ballers. Check out history in the making at the Toyota Center. Tickets on sale now at toyotacenter.com. Can't catch you live? Tune in March 28th on ESPN and ESPN2 at 5.30 p.m. Central for the girls game on ESPN2 and 9 p.m. Central for the boys game on ESPN. To watch it live, get your tickets at toyotacenter.com. Get updates by following Mick D-A-A-G on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Hey, it's Matt Thomas. Thinking about replacement windows or hardy plank siding for your home? Remember this number, 713-WINDOWS. I want to welcome a brand new advertiser to Sports Talk 790. It's Allied Siding and Windows. I met with the owner, David Teekle, and he shared with me Allied's core principle, making sure every customer has a stress-free, hassle-free experience. That means no high-pressure sales tactics, always returning calls, and always showing up for appointments on time. And above all, world-class insulation. Now, it sounds simple, but if you've dealt with other home improvement companies, you probably know it's not a given. Allied has a 35-year track record with over 50,000 very satisfying customers backing up their stellar reputation. And right now, save up to $2,000 on a whole home of windows or siding. To set up your free at-home consultation, call 713-WINDOWS or visit AlliedSidingAndWindows.com. Allied Siding and Windows, call 713-WINDOWS. Texas Mattress Makers is ready to give you the best sleep at the best price guaranteed. I'll switch them up, Noah, because I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes to your uh, sleep habits, if you don't have the best mattress and the best price that you have paid for it, you're just not doing it right. You're going to get higher quality, you're going to pay less for it, and you're absolutely going to see the difference. And they guarantee it. Relax and uh, find out what it means to sleep on a mattress that has been tailor-made for you each and every night from Texas Mattress Makers. And now, through April 2nd, it's Mattress Madness, where they're going to save you up to 30% off with mattresses starting at just $639. Bundled discounts on top of it, which include free box spring, cooling technology upgrade, and free delivery. And it's all coming to you from six locations. The original on the east side of downtown and five others that when you go to TexasMattressMakers.com, you can learn more about, as well as the process that goes into building you the mattress that's going to give you the best sleep at the best price guaranteed. Go to TexasMattressMakers.com today. Two lifelong Houston sports guys named Adam. Talking your teams. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are... The A team. Hour number two of three here on Sports Talk 790. It is a Tuesday edition of the A team. Back in studio after a couple of shows out at Toyota Center. Rockets, uh, a little bit of a mixed bag over the weekend. Thrilling win on Friday night. 
And then, of course, dropping consecutive losses to that same Pelicans team they beat Friday and then the Warriors last night. We are back at it here. And just a reminder, you can stream full Astros games, the ones that count, too, those two, for free. On the iHeartRadio app, just search Sports Talk 790. That app is absolutely amazing. I tell as many people as I can, you listen to the show, listen to the games, whatever you listen to, listen on the app because it's crystal clear. And if you're listening to the show, it's basically like you're in the studio with us right now, which can be a good thing sometimes and a bad thing sometimes. You know, sometimes Wex is in a better mood than others. But anyways, we've got two more hours to go here on the program, and we've talked a little bit about um, the Texans and what they figure to do. I mean, I think we all know what they're going to do. It's just a matter of who it is at that second pick. But whether or not they make any movement at the 12th pick and then everything after that, I didn't ask you this in the first hour, and I, I feel like the answer is affirmative at this point. Has Nick Casario on paper... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Undid some of the ill will that might have been aimed at him after a lackluster I don't, know, I don't know if I'd call last year's draft lackluster, but I just feel like because of what happened at the top, things can maybe not feel as rosy, plus the fact that Mechie hasn't even played a down in a Texans uniform. there's It just feels like it's an incomplete experience, or a to-be-determined experience at least. But some of the signings he's made, I think we agree that he's pretty much done with the, the quote-unquote splash ones. From here on out, it's about this draft, and it's super important for him specifically. Well, if you think last year's draft was a downer, then I don't know what you thought about his 2021 draft, because it was a pathetic thing. It didn't happen. I mean, I can't even imagine thinking that. There's nothing wrong with last year's draft except the most important part. I don't want to gloss over that, but... That's kind of a big part, though. Yeah, but it's a it's a team thing. It's one one player. You drafted a good player, most likely, at the bottom end. And instead of drafting a great player, the mm-hmm. Sauce Gardner is already great. I don't have any doubt that Stingley's going to be a good player. I, I think he's going to be a great player. I know he's going to be a better player, if healthy, in this defense than he was in last year's defense. But there were also eight other picks, one of which was Pierce, another was Harris, another was Petrie, another was Green, another was Mechie. I, this is not a bad draft at all. I don't, I don't feel bad about that draft. I, I hope people don't. I mean, I know you can be upset about the first pick, and you should be, and you think that's all the difference. It, it can be, and it's pretty big. And but I'm on not the just whole, as a general it. manager, is kind of what I'm really getting at, because the draft before that was lackluster for reasons that weren't always in his control. I mean, he didn't have a first or a second rounder, so that's kind of a big deal, too. Right, so nothing was in his control. He, he ended up taking five players in an entire draft, none in the first 64. Good luck. Especially when you're starting the first pick at quarterback. That's irrelevant. They're, they didn't miss somebody. It, that pick does not bother me at all. I, I, I know it does you, but it, it never will it for me. It bothers me a lot, Wex. I it know. should bother you. It doesn't bother well, me at all. It needs to bother all. you more than it does. I mean, is, does some other player in this draft that they got, is that, are you happy with that? It was a bad draft. It doesn't even matter that they took a quarterback there. Uh, the idea that he had 
top 60 talent had he stayed in the draft, made some sense to draft him where they did. It didn't work. He probably will be on the team this year, learning from Case. Are you surprised? He'll be teaching uh, the new quarterback, but it's not going to be a very fun year for him if he is here because I don't imagine him seeing the field literally ever uh, unless they need a third quarterback to play. That's what I'm saying, aren't you? Are you surprised that that could be the case? He's on a rookie deal. No pun intended. There's no reason to move him. I mean, unless somebody wants him. If somebody wants to give you something for him, then you move him. I don't imagine that any team does. So he's basically just going to play out his rookie contract and then get taken out to pasture as an NFL player. Oh, he'll be signed by somebody when his rookie contract expires here, 100%. He, he, uh, no question about it in my mind. And and sooner if the Texans let him go. But nobody's going to be expecting him to take over. They're going to be expecting him to be their Kyle Allen or their Case Keenum or their Gardner Minshew. And that's perfectly fine. Um, but, yes, this draft, every draft, as you move out of where you are when you get there... I mean, most GMs take over a program, as they like to say, that stinks. And it has certain issues, whether it's they, they came up short with good teams a bunch of years in a row, or they've put themselves in cap hell, or they've made some bad trades, or they've drafted poorly. And all those latter things apply to the Texans. So clean-out had to be done. Again, any GM could have done that. The idea that I'm giving him credit for it is silly. I not. Others are. I never understood that. If you can't figure out how to rid yourselves of cap problems when you're terrible and then you stay terrible while you do that, again, anybody could do that. Anybody in that building could do it. Anybody in the other 31 buildings uh, could do that. Uh, the idea that the at least they got something for Brandon Cooks, nope. Screwed that one up royally. Absolutely awful move by him. Terrible trade. Uh, terrible move with Cooks the last two years. And I also want to, again, this has nothing to do with the person. Cooks is not a problem on that team. Cooks is not a locker room issue. Cooks was not disliked by people in the building or his teammates. But the Texans had had enough of trying to figure out the best way to put things together. And with a guy making that much money and unhappy at times... They felt it was time for them to move on. He's going to be, I don't think there's any reason why he won't be great in Dallas. He will probably have at least as productive a first year in Dallas, in my opinion, as any year he had in Houston. Certainly better than last year if he's healthy. So it's great for Dallas. Texans had to pay to move on from him while getting lesser picks pretty much guaranteed than they could have gotten earlier uh, had they moved him at the deadline. So yeah, this draft is rather important. And I don't know what it's going to end up with, but with all the moves that they've made, the Texans have their own first, second, third, and fourth round picks. So all of those picks obviously coming very early in each of those respective rounds. They also have eight other picks as of today. That's 12 total. The first and third from Cleveland, a fifth, three-sixths, and two-sevenths. They're not drafting 12 players. They're probably not even drafting 11 players. So take two of those six and turn them into a five. Take a six and a four and turn that into another three. And all of a sudden, you might end up with five or six players in the top 110, maybe eight players in the top 115. If they can do that, hit on five, hit on six, one of them is elite. Presumably, that's number two. Maybe a second one is elite at number 12. You obviously have a foundation. That's what they need to be building. And that's all aside from all these free agent moves. These free agent moves this year are very different from the past year in the talent level. Not the length of yeah, the, the deals. The, the length is the same. Guess, guess what they had going into this year? 
tons of cap space because nobody has a contract. Guess what they have going into next year? Even more cap space Mm -hmm. because nobody has a contract into next year. None of the players on the team and none of the players they've just signed hardly have contracts that take them through 24. Definitely not 25. So while these players might be great, what they'll be doing is sending, and that's not the worst thing in the world, some of these players will play a second year with the Texans that they've just signed. But almost all of them, in order to do so, will have to be re-signed at a much higher rate, but it's because they played well. Mm-hmm. So I can it's it's not the worst thing in the world, but these players are clearly better. I mean, Devin Singletary is better than any running back they've brought in. You know, the combo of Noah Brown and Robert Woods are certainly better than most years what they've brought in. The guys of Conley and uh, Chris Moore's caliber are a step behind them, even though Brown and Moore's numbers, like I pointed out two weeks ago, are almost exactly the same from 2022. The two defensive tackles, Ridgeway and Rankins, they're immediate impact players. Worst run defense, no longer. That's not going to be the case with those guys on the field. I don't know what total player Jimmy Ward will turn into here. He will make mistakes. They will give up the long ball. There will be some missed tackles. But he's going to contribute some difference-making plays as a safety. He's going to be a tone setter for this team. He's going to be a leader on the back end. Uh, Jalen Petrie will probably be their best safety, playing alongside Jimmy Ward, who obviously has a much better resume and pedigree. But at this point in their respective careers, it would be awesome. I mean, it it definitely is. These are legitimate. These guys could have signed every player I just named, other than Noah Brown, would be starting or in Singletary's case, prominently playing, because running back's kind of a two-headed mm-hmm. play position almost everywhere. Every one of those players I've mentioned could have signed somewhere else and started for that team, even if it was a good team. The players they signed the last two years would not have started pretty much anywhere other than Malik Collins. Almost everybody they signed were third, fourth receivers, third and fourth edge rusher caliber players, fourth and fifth defensive linemen, fifth and sixth linebackers, special teams guys. They've they haven't done that this year. That is the big difference. So Adam Wexler is picking the Texans to win the AFC South with what record? I mean, if they can win the division with seven <laughs> wins, then I'll pick them to win the division. Okay. If, if they can get the other teams to all lose Suck. at least 11 games, then I can pick the Texans to win the division. If I had to cap it out, and I actually was asked to do that earlier today, I said if everything goes well, if they're healthy, if their draft is good, and if the schedule today is what it is during the season – They've got four games against the NFC South. They've got four games against the AFC North. They have six games against Indy, Tennessee, and Jacksonville. I could see this team winning seven or eight games. I don't envision that being enough to win a division, nor would I want it to be, because that means now you draft 19th or worse. Right. I'd prefer 12th or better. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, to me, pretty top end. And I don't even know who's throwing the pigskin yet. So it could easily go way down from there or way up from there. All right. Oh, and of course, if you are interested in what uh, Larry McTunsil has to say about his extension, since you mentioned that foundation, he's obviously back and a part of it. Uh, he'll be sharing his thoughts right around lunchtime tomorrow. So we'll yeah, have they that made for that you. announcement of his extension just a few minutes ago. Officially, and he will meet with the media tomorrow. Officially, official. All right. Say what? Coming up next, our signature segment here on the A Team for a Tuesday Sports Talk Seven Ninety. Want to tell you guys right now about Men's Tea Clinic. Get your testosterone level where it needs to be, so that you can get your mood where it needs to be. Are you a little bit more irritable than usual? Are you wanting to get back to being yourself because physically, mentally, and emotionally, you just aren't feeling it? Well, that's where Men's Tea Clinic can come in. And help. Do what thousands of Houston area men have done. 
with the Men's Health Pros and Total Wellness Optimization Team over at Men's T Clinic. The team can quickly, safely, and effectively optimize your testosterone level with replacement therapy and more. Bottom line is, you're not feeling like yourself because your testosterone level is low. Find out if that's the case for sure with a simple blood test. And then if it is the case, get on that replacement therapy so that you can get back to where you need to be. And it's not just sexual wellness. We're talking about weight loss, muscle mass, hair vitality, and so much more. Total wellness optimization is what you're headed for at five Houston area locations. Flexible appointment times and cash and insurance options are going to make it easy for you to get in, get out, and get back to being you. Go to mensteaclinic.com and find out more today. That's mensteaclinic.com. Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what again? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you. Say what one more time. Say what? Say what? Say what? That's right. Signature segment time. Perfectly timed out. 420. Everybody enjoy yourselves right here on a Tuesday afternoon edition of Say what? So, Noah... You watch reality TV? I do, actually. Uh, what do you got? What's on the list? What do I like to watch? What do you like to watch? Uh, let's see. Love Island. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Keep Which going, one? Not to Keep handle. going. Okay. Uh, Anything else? Challenge. Okay. And Clanton, you? What do no. You, got? you no. don't watch any reality TV? No. Okay. Even though you say that and lie, you're familiar with what happens at the end of some of the seasons. Yeah, the reunion. Reunion shows, The Real Housewives, Vanderpump, some of the shows that he talked about, I imagine they, they do some Southern Charm. I think they do one. Uh-huh. So the Say What audio from today comes from a show like that. I just want to get that out there. So you're going to hear different voices. That's kind of the setting. I just want to see if as we are... Uh, rolling our eyes back in our head and about to fall out of our chair with what we're about to hear, if you could maybe pinpoint who you think this might be giving us this wonderful Say What audio for Tuesday, March 21st. I was married for 23 years. I've always had sex like four times a night. Four times a night? Four times a night. Yeah, so three times a week is Hold on. You're telling me you had sex four times a night when you were married? Yeah, I had sex four times a night Every night. I never had a day off for 23 years. Wait, hold on. What? What? Yes. What? You're poor You have sex 28 times a week. Yeah, I swear. For 23 years? Yeah. So on the road too, when he was traveling? We never spent time away from each other. Like, we had a private plane. I traveled with my kids. Yeah. My favorite part is Andy, clearly, in the background. That was Andy. You had... Sex. He was doing the math. You had sex four times a night for 23 years? Yeah. 28 times a week. He's, he did his math. I'm aware of so who is former that? Mrs. Pippin. So that's Larsa. Yeah. So Andy did have one line left for her, which she responded to. Marcus has big shoes to fill. Yeah. Well, he wears the size 15 shoes. I think he's okay. Oh. Say what? Bro. Let me just talk. Now, I love the fact that I am wearing a Michael Jordan jersey as we do this segment. I mean, it just does not get any better for me personally, seeing as how I have utter disdain for Scott Pippen. Does everybody know what it's involved in this story? 
Scotty Pippen was married to that woman. Lars apparently t- took her to Pound Town four times a night for 23 years, according to her. Side, her words. We're going to sidetrack from your story real quick. Yes. Let's. The information you just gave. Uh huh. Take that information, and the three of us are going to quickly play a game of believe it or not. Oh, come on. I'm going to go nuts. Larsa Pippen was taken to Pound Town, Easy. USA. Right, got it. Four times a night for 23 years. Believe it or not. I went with not. No, you're incorrect. Because if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. She always went to Pound Town four times a night with. Now, okay. I like it's, so, it's so not I, even possible. This is okay. Like, so they were married. This is like Wilt with a twenty thousand women. It's probably more like nineteen thousand. It's probably more like fifty with him. If we're being honest, but still. So she was married to Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen's teammate was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's son is Marcus. The one Marcus of his sons. that was one of his sons. The Marcus that was mentioned by Larsa, who she is who currently she's seeing. now with. So if you have this at home, and you we always say what? Yes, and she used to be. Babysit him just to make it a little bit sicker. But this, yeah, this is everything. Like that I said. had a like most of these reality show reunions are just big yells fests and cat fights and you're this and you're that and name calling. I had a babysitter that looked a lot like Elizabeth Shue in her prime. You mean from the babysitter movies? Yes, ironically, but she also <laughs> that looked is very ironic. She also looked great in cocktail. I mean, come on. Elizabeth Shue in Leaving Las Vegas is a drunken... Awful. Not true. That's not definitely not in her top three, because you haven't even mentioned Karate Kid. Eh, I don't well, think... she was a high schooler, so I'll exactly. back off. Weirdo. But, well, in real life, yes. she wasn't. No, I know. Um, but, like, okay, Weirdo. that's cool for the babysittee, but the babysitter... Well, what age are you being babysat by her? This non-named Elizabeth Shue doppelganger. Well, that's the interesting part because she was, I was probably 10, but my sister was four years younger. So this was more about not being able to quite leave me home alone with my sister yet because my parents were pretty sure I would murder her. You're 10. You're nine and 10. You cared what your babysitter looked like? Oh, yeah. You were nine or 10. I've been a ladies man since I came out the womb. Well, I hope she really didn't enjoy herself babysitting you then. She loves me. To this day, she's a family friend. That's great. But that's what, what I'm what saying. A like great I can't. Story. But I can't. Like this is. That's what I'm getting at here. That's sick. If it actually happens, nothing ever happens. Like I straight out was, of the movies. I had a crush on her because I was a little ten year old. Not. I grew up and started taking her to Pound Town like Marcus. What? That's what he did. I think it's the other way around. I don't think she takes him to Pound Town. I actually think she does. I know I know the physics of it. But she might go to the city, but he's anyway, the one. Okay. I thought that might make you, you know. Did was, anyone do the math on that? Like like for the 23 years? Yeah. So 28 times times 7 days or 28 times well, 52 times weeks. Day, right? times Just seven. do 365 that, times she, 23. She was only talking about at night. Who knows what the rest of the oh day entails. Oh, my entailed. gosh. Yeah, the math on that is Wilt-esque. It's ridiculous. If anything, he owes me an apology for coming and playing with his sorry fat butt. I know you've done the math. If you want to hit us with a number before we move on, feel free. The number I've come up with uh, is 40,768. Yes, as I said. The, the, see, you guys wonder why Scottie Pippen has lost his mind and thrown everyone who was ever important to him as an NBA player under the bus in his book. He's trying to give his own it's self-therapy. He also he lived with this Jezebel... He I mean, let himself be a part of the last dance yeah. and look awful. Uh, well, 
I have see I'm conflicted about that. It is clearly slanted in favor of Mike because Mike was the executive producer. Yes, his so, friend, his teammate so Mike, made him look like this with how he was used. Yeah, but like Mike said in the same documentary, I don't win six titles without Scottie Pippen and sure. went out of his way to give him credit. At the same time as he, like, yeah, did Mike, uh, being the executive producer in a documentary that made Scottie Pippen not look like a great guy, did he technically have something to do with that? Yes. But the biggest reason Scottie Pippen didn't look like a great guy is because Scottie Pippen's not a great guy. He was a bad teammate. He was a bitch to deal with in a variety of different ways and literally was a bitch in game situations. Migraine. To deal with. Like, come on, man. Like, okay, that's fine. Maybe you had a migraine. I'm sure you did, and I'm sure it hurt really bad. Your teammate is an absolute pathological assassin. This is not going to go well for your legacy. Except I hope in the okay years he that. didn't win a title. Just right. to, but the six years he did, he was an assassin. Well, he there never went go. to the final. Thank you, Mike. I well, know you ate Can pizza. we at least walk out of, say what, feeling a little bit better about ourselves, a little happier moment? It did sound kind of weird. And that's that why I didn't take my babysitter to Pound Town? Yes, totally I feel good about that. Totally different subject, completely oh. unattached to that in okay. any way whatsoever. I thought that's where you were going with this. After being traded for the fourth time, we get one final opportunity to hear from recently removed from the roster, Brandon Cooks. Hey, Cowboys Nation, Brandon Cooks here. So I want to let y'all know I'm excited to be here. I look forward to going to work. Um, and thank you for uh, welcoming me and my family here to Cowboys Nation. It's a good fit. His that son's name right. was already Maverick, so he's a good fit there. Oh, okay. Got two kids now. He's been traded by the Saints, by the Patriots, by the Rams, and now by the Texans. And the compensation each time has drifted back along with it. Texans get a fifth-round pick this year, a sixth-round pick next year, and paid the Cowboys six million buckaroonies so they could have Brandon Cooks, who's still pretty good and will be a very good fit. You know, if you're traded, that just means that someone wants you. Well, that's, that's usually the, the case. It's pretty clear in this case, the team that said you can have Brandon Cooks and $6 million, they did not want him. It's more like somebody has to take him. You're Is right. It, the Cowboys did Cowboys did want him at the deadline as well. They just never worked anything out. Yeah, and you're right. He probably will put up numbers there, and they'll lose after one playoff victory or whatever like they usually do. All right, uh, we got to tell you guys right now that when it comes to replacing your windows in your home, it's March 21st. The clock is ticking. We've already addressed the fact that it's going to get warmer like tomorrow. And before you know it, the surface of the sun is going to be outside like for nine months straight. And if you have those dinky original windows that were installed in your home whenever it was built, they're not cutting it when it comes to being energy efficient, particularly if you have like a large glassed in area of your home like I do where the sun comes directly in in the afternoons and you're like, hey, I need to move my thermostat because it thinks it's 85 degrees all over my home. That's what I had to do because the windows in my house were not where they needed to be. Enter the window source of Houston. It's going to give you the best windows and give you a written best price guarantee. Affordable, high-quality residential window service. Uh, at times, you'll realize, man, this this is just not working out for you. It's not energy efficient. They're leaky. They're old. Well, how about increasing the energy efficiency, increasing the curb appeal on your home, lowering the heating and cooling costs, and replacing those windows with window source of Houston. It's what they are called, the Window Source of Houston. Where you find them online is windowsourcehouston.com. David Millett and his company want to give you these two great offers. Just choose one, and you'll have your way 
on your way to having new replacement windows. How about no payments for two years? Start the job, won't need to pay for 24 months with the window source of Houston. Buy now, pay later, zero down, zero interest. Other option? How about opt for $150 off each window that you purchase? Both of them great options. Both of them, whatever works best for you, they'll be happy to make it happen. WindowsourceHouston.com or call David and his crew at the Window Source of Houston at 713-597-7119. That's 713-597-7119. All right, so last segment. It's what happens when Wex opens the floodgates. I got two different messages about my denial of watching reality TV. The first one came from our good friend Missy here at the station, one of our account executives, fantastic people. One of our award-winning account executives. Yes. What's it called, the CEO club? The I'm the best around club. I am better than you at everything when it comes to selling I think we're printing club. up Gold Rush iHeart Media shirts for her in yeah. her honor. Well, everybody gets Champions, one. So. Nobody will be left out. They'll all get one here. No one is left out. Okay, so what did she accuse you of lying about? What, what show? Uh, well, just, Naked and Afraid? What? <laughs> no. Well, just in general, the fact Big that brother. I don't watch reality television. Which the thing is, I really don't now because, okay, I meant to ask you this, Noah. You said you watch Love Island. Which one? There's like 20 of them. Well, we watch the American ones. There's also... Megan's watched some of the UK ones, but I've only watched... So, Teresa and Brooklyn, my 16-year-old stepdaughter, are addicted to the UK one. And every time I walk in the room, this is what I see. And it's... I'm sorry that this is a peek behind the curtain that honestly... Is this going to be graphic? Do I need to turn my mic off? It's not been... Leave the room. ...greenlit by the other participants, but you know what? I don't care. I'm going So there. you're sharing without approval? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I don't like the fact that when I come in the room, it's a bunch of Euros that are all orange, that are all sleeping with each other. As my 16-year-old stepdaughter and my wife watch this in front of my four-and-a-half-year-old son, and I have a thick British accent F-bomb flying out of the TV like every 10 seconds. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. You've watched this show. I've never sat down and watched it. I'm just talking about when I walk through the room. And I go, babe, seriously, he's not paying attention. Really? The next time he tells my parents to bleep off, I think we're going to change the tune on this. Like, I'm not that guy. I'm not a prude. Are your parents British? No, but he will be when he says the F word to them. Because that's how he's going to learn it. How would you even say that? TV? Yes. Oh, okay. You're just getting T off the hook? You You off the hook? You can't just... Well, shut up. (laughs) You can't... You can't just have him in there. Yeah, but I'm not, like, swearing around I, him. I'm, I'm on your side for once. I'm not like Sorry, her. Teresa. You know, she's in. she's got him in her lap, and she's like, bleep this, bleep that. You know, I'm not doing that. You could bring him in the theater room, and you could watch you That's shoot where I'm going with this. So then she'll come in, and he'll be. I'll be watching something, and he'll be in the room, and I'll get just absolutely berated about it. And I'm like, go watch Love Island again. And then come back and talk to me about this. So that's one. Number two is uh, an, an account called at Lauren Ingle. <laughs> you know her better as Lauren Gordy, i.e. Chris's better half. Yeah. Loving at Adam Clanton and at Adam J. Wexler discussing the most important sports topic, Real Housewives of Miami Reunion. Crushing it. Which one's the Miami one? Which skanks are those? Well, clearly that must be Larsa's show, right? Is that who? Okay, so I didn't know that. Is that where she resides now? I doesn't sound like, I think she told us when where she resides. in Pound Town every night four times, she gets around. I mean, traveling is what I meant. Yes, like a record. I get it. <laughs> 
See you guys there at the party. Smikowski's throwing a get-together. We're all invited. Check it out. You got a huge saddle. <laughs> when he backs out of his driveway and gets plowed by the car, and then he's wearing the neck brace slash head brace. What do you call those things? Immobilizer? It doesn't get any better than that on Office Space. Another doesn't, movie that Noah no, hasn't seen. Doesn't get any better. That is a horrible idea. Of course, she's part of Real Housewives of Miami. Um, the yeah, only- so I got I got a quick one question for Noah. Why is it that you watch the... What's the real world nonsense you said you watched? The challenge? Love Island. No, no. Oh, oh, the oh. challenge? So you don't... You never watched any of these people on their respective real world... Or road rules programs. You've only watched them on the challenge, right? No, so, most of them, yes, but some of them I have watched. Because it's like way, way, way before the time you have watched anything. Yeah, like some of them have been on Love Island and then they go to the challenge. So you I've know the, the obvious question I'm going to ask you next. How have you watched that crap and you haven't seen Goodfellas or any other movie ever invented? It's called having a 23-year-old girlfriend. So the only reason you watch any form of entertainment is because of Megan. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. But if you, if yeah, you he, weren't with he's Megan, not even really trying to blame her. Well, but he's again, trying to say it's good stuff. If you weren't with Megan, what would you be in? Like a chess club? You wouldn't be playing softball because you retired. So what would you do with your time? Probably just watch sports. You wouldn't even have a TV, though. Yeah, would I have to watch sports? Just he to can, watch the sports. Okay. He can stream it. You know, he can watch it on his t- portable telephone device. How long has uh, Real Housewives of Miami been a thing? Because there's like every city in America. They did a Dallas uh, one. It didn't was they? probably like the fourth or fifth city or area they went to. I would guess. I'll tell you who the craziest ones that I've watched. Because again, I only watched the the Beverly Hills. That's the only one I've actually sat down and watched for an extended amount of time. But I walk in the room for a number of things. Obviously, Love Island's one of them. The the craziest ones that I've ever seen, the the Salt Lake ones, the Utah ones. Not ever seen them. None of them. Those they are bat bleep crazy. I think all the recent ones I'm out on: Dubai, Salt Lake City. Yes, I'm looking at a list now. Dallas, Potomac, Miami. Never saw any. Dallas of those. lasted for like two seasons, right? It's not even a thing anymore. No, right? none, of, none, not a lot of these still are in production. But they were all the more recent ones. Now, to bring it back to sports, have you ever sat down and watched an episode of Basketball Wives? Now, they bring in different Basketball Wives over the courses Shaquille's of their seasons. Shaquille's ex is a really good one. Okay. She's entertaining. The answer's plus, no, by the way. Oh, you've never have? I no. figured you would have at least peeked in on that because it's actual uh, sports. It's not actual sports, but well, there's a connection. It's called Basketball Wives. So what are they? What kind of group wives of, are of basketball players or ex-wives of basketball players in the NBA? That was the one where Doug Christie's psychotic wife. Remember her? No, don't remember. I mean, I know of her, but he was the I don't one that her. was. She was the one that he was signaling. Jackie. to. Jackie. Yeah, Jackie was the one that he was signaling to with the "I love you" hand gesture, approximately sixty-five thousand times per game. I hated that guy just because of that. Well, and he played for the Kings, and they crushed the Rockets back in the early 2000s. So looking over the list where it says starring, <laughs> yes, it's not immediately obvious with whom they were partnered over the years. Uh-huh. Shawnee O'Neal, yes, and a few others. But you, were, and I think I know who Tasha Marbury must have been with. Uh, and the Jackie kid from Christie. Coney Island? <laughs> <laughs> but you go through the read-ups and the write-ups, and you start to piece this was, she was with them and them, and, the, and then we know all the stories of... But she also was linked to him, and that's the Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher stuff. It has nothing to do with basketball wives, but on occasion, there are players, even from different eras, who have been familiar with the same woman. Uh-oh. I mean, it just happens. Nothing in particular. I'm just stating a fact. Okay. 
There's nothing. I'm not leading you to a new story. I'm just saying it. I, I need you to, though. I don't have now one. Now I'm intrigued. There's nothing to say. Wouldn't Larsa be one of those? She she bleeds over into other professions. That's it's not just kind athletes. of my point. It's not. I'm not giving you anything in specific. I'm just saying. Which it rapper has was she happened. with? I don't know. I mean, which one wasn't she? <laughs> Larsa's not. Larsa's something else, man. <laughs> Very busy. <laughs> The only, you know who's, the only people who are busier than her? A Kardashian. Pick one. Mm, yeah, pro- probably. But see, why would have, why would Chloe not hop on board this franchise? You mean Chewbacca? I still think it's amazing that during the show, like during the years of the show, how Kim went from one to the next to the next to the next to the next. All in the show. Reggie, Chris. Miles. Miles. Uh, and then Ye. Or Kanye at the time. Well, yes. Um, but she was with like 50 others too, right? And there was just... Ray, Ray J started it all. He's the one that, that messed us up with all this. Yeah, this he hit it first. Stu- Wait a second, man. You can't just say that. Poundtown's one thing. <laughs> you can't just say that. Noah, he's not even saying anything. He hit it first. What a contribution on a Tuesday. <laughs> what a segment. It's the best segment we've done today. Thanks, Lauren. (laughs) All right. When you watch reality television starring Larsa Pippen, do you have better than 2020 vision? Well, if you haven't gone to Berkeley Eye Center, I doubt it. Berkeley Eye Center knows that the best way to find the best place to have LASIK in Houston is to check out any of their 14,000 five-star LASIK reviews for Berkeley Eye Center. That's right, 14,000 five-star reviews. You'll find almost every reason to choose Berkeley for LASIK, from experience and technology to the LASIK benefits plans and the $1,500 in savings. You're going to find them all over their reviews page. Read a few for yourself over at the website, BECLASIK.com, if you need some convincing. But I'm telling you right now, BECLASIK.com is the place to go to see why Berkeley isn't only the best place for LASIK, but the only place for LASIK. I got mine done back in 2008, been seeing better than 2020 ever since. Even that reality trash that sometimes I sit down and watch, you see it with the best vision possible thanks to LASIK at Berkeley Eye Center. Go to BECLASIK.com today. Three Doors Down tickets coming up in about 40 minutes or so here on the A-Team. It's a great man. What's your favorite Three Doors Down song, Wex? Uh, Don't say loser or kryptonite. Go. Don't be like that. Why? That's what you would do to me. I just answered you. It's if I could be like that. (laughs) Actually, it's be like that. Which I said. You suck. (laughs) All right. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. Another reminder, you can stream full Astros games for free on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Sports Talk 790. Um, John Morant finally spoke to the media. If you're interested, he's expected back. Oh, look, just in time to play back-to-back games against your Houston Rockets. Probably on a minutes restriction, possibly be coming off the bench. They have not decided that yet. He obviously is not 
quite up to athletic basketball readiness, but they will also, for the first of those two games, uh, I think we found out last night, and the NBA officially made note of it today, they'll be without Dylan Brooks tomorrow because he continues to pile up technical fouls. Already received his first suspension when he got to 16. Since then, he's gotten two more when he got 18 last night. He's so hardcore, man. Just ask another him. suspension without pay, so that comes tomorrow night. Grizzlies still jockeying for position. They were second for a long time. The Kings have outplayed them, although the Grizzlies started winning nearly every game without Morant recently. So uh, they're very close for that number two spot behind Denver. Obviously, I would think means something to them from a seeding standpoint. The Rockets have certainly played a lot better over the last couple of weeks, as noticed by some of their opponents the last couple of weeks. But they get uh, their only trip to Memphis. They'll take on the Grizzlies both Wednesday and Friday night. And John Morant is expected to see action in both games. He spent 11 days in a Florida counseling facility after the handgun video that was, there was no, there was apparently not enough evidence for anybody to do anything about it in any way, except for the Grizzlies who were like, hey, this is probably a problem. You should go to a counseling facility. I don't know how he, I don't know how it was determined that that is where he would go. I don't know if there's like something in Florida that is better for this sort of thing than, you know, say Memphis or someplace else. But he he did take the time to speak with the media and said that uh, obviously he took that time at the facility to better himself, get in a better space mentally. It's an ongoing process, a continued process for me. Obviously, I've been there for two weeks, but that doesn't mean I'm completely better. So that's an ongoing process for me that I've still been continuing since I've come out. Um, I I don't know what to think of him from the standpoint of he should be right there at the top of the NBA, face of the league. Um, they should be right there in the mix of things. I mean, look at what they've done without him, as you said, but with him. And, and they've been right there near the top of the Western Conference for a lot of the, for a lot of the season. I know that's not, you know, it's probably not as prestigious as it sounds because on any given night that kind of gets churned around the order of the, the pecking order in the West, I should say. But when all's well and he's not being a knucklehead, they're like right there. They're, they look, they remind me of not the Warriors, like they're going to become the 73 win Warriors, but they do kind of remind me of that type of team. They've got this young talent that's starting to kind of gel. And it's it looks like something big might be around the corner. But the difference is this stuff never happened with the Warriors on their way up. I mean, Draymond Green was like the closest thing you could get to something like this. And he didn't do remotely this kind of stuff. He was just an irritant on the floor. Yeah. This And the ironic thing is Dylan Brooks wants to be Draymond Green so bad. He wants to be. And I mean, like him. That, yeah, he wants to player. be so badly. He took a player himself who was pretty good at putting the ball in the basket, said, well, Draymond's terrible offensively. How can I get there? Yeah. And he's working hard at it. He's, he might make it there in two whole years because the drop-off in his offensive game has been pretty dramatic. And the uptick in his, I'm just out there to irritate people, he basically said as much. They played last night against Dallas, and it was kind of his whole goal to wear down Kyrie Irving. And it kind of worked. Very good at the beginning of the game and very worn down at the end of the game, and, and they ended up being on the right end of it. But right. they're not going anywhere without John Morant. And this, I don't liken it to any other scenario. I, I can't think of a scenario in the last 10 or 15 years. You remind me if I'm missing one, but I, I don't think a team led by a player of this caliber 
was derailed when he derailed them with his individual missteps. I mean, Gilbert Arenas brandished guns in the locker room, but the Warrior or the uh, Wizards were never going to win anything with yeah, Gilbert th- Arenas. Again, there's no team that yeah, this is his team. He's one of the players the league would love to build around. He's an exciting player that fans want to go to games to go see him do what he does, which is and just light crowds on fire because of his insane ability to play basketball and play above the rim and do he just does things other guys can't do. He can take himself out of that situation doing more of these things. Uh, he said, hopefully, it's basically to he needs to figure out better ways to handle the stress. Well, and the spotlight's on him now, so that's going to be the most interesting part of this is to see how he responds moving forward and then, of course, how the Grizzlies uh, fare with him you know, post all of these events. We'll get to uh, the 5 o'clock hour and football at 5 when we come back here on the A-Team, Sports Talk 790. Classic Chevy Sugarland and Classic Chevy Highway 6 wants to put you behind the wheel of a brand-new Silverado, and they want to do it by giving you $8,000 off, 0% APR with approved credit, no payments for 120 days, and they got plenty of Silverados in stock. Over hundreds of them in stock right now. And along with that purchase, you're getting a lifetime engine guarantee. You're getting a lifetime of car washes. You're getting two years of free maintenance. And all the while, you're working with the GM Dealer of the Year now, 12 years in a row. Won't be long before we're able to say 13 and 14 and so on because they continue to do great work. This family-owned and operated business, that means our good friends Jeff and Tiffany Sebastian continue to make it worth your while to make this your location to find that new vehicle. Nobody has more inventory than they do over at Classic Chevy Sugarland or Classic Chevy Highway 6. You truly can relax and enjoy the difference. At either location, Classic Chevy Sugarland or Classic Chevy Highway 6. And when you head on over there, tell them Adam Wexler sent you on by. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A-Team. Are you ready for some football? It's five o'clock somewhere. Uh, 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 Nothing, baby. It's five o'clock football. Don't run that over here. Professional football in America is a special game. Football at five here on the A-Team Sports Talk 790. The fact that the uh, Texans are locking up the players that they are is obviously a good thing. The fact that they're doing it on one-year deals, though, still leaves a little bit of um, space for what if, I guess. If, if, for example, they draft Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and then they take whoever they take with a 12 pick or trade back or what have you... Um, and things don't go well for whatever reason with, you know, any of these players they've brought in. Um, okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No How much of a of an eight ball are you behind if you're Nick Casario? Zero. Well, wh- hang on. I didn't finish. Like, you're assuming the draft went well for him? I should let you finish. <laughs> well... 
if the draft, let's say the draft does go relatively well, maybe not every pick's a home run, which I don't think they will be anyways. It doesn't matter if you have the best draft on the planet. You're not going to, not everyone's going to hit. Um, are you looking at a situation where you're, I mean, your cap space will be good. You'll actually probably have more coming into next offseason. Um, but are you looking at drafting again, or are you looking at signing more marquee free agents if these don't work out for whatever? I think Lawson it's, will be extended. You think who will be extended? Wait, who, who am I getting him mixed up with? I don't with? know. That's Hang why on. I paused. Hold on. Hold on. I got this. Shaq Mason? Mason. Okay. Yeah. I, said, I was thinking Shaq. Um, Sadly, that was another terrible move by Nick Casario, the Shaq Lawson move a couple of years ago. I got my Shaq capital for Casario him, mixed up. Then re-signing him and then immediately moving him because he couldn't make your team and you put all sorts of unnecessary dead cap on last year's cap, which you're now out of. They, they don't have any commitments past this year on any player other than Laramie Tunsil. Any real commitments. There'll be dead cap space there for a couple of minor deals, but essentially your, your cap after this year is completely wide open other than Tunsil. So, you know, behind the eight ball, no, not at all. Let's say Nick Casario got fired, the new GM. The only thing that he would have working against him is the, you know, they got 12 draft picks this year. They don't have 12 draft picks next year. They don't have the second pick in the draft next year. They don't have, a, you know, they don't know where those picks are. Uh, that's the only thing that you'd be missing out on. If what if whatever happens in the draft is disappointing, then that's what you'd be behind the eight ball on. These were the years you're supposed to start building the foundation. If you don't, then the next GM would be faced with trying to build up assets so then he could build up the foundation. And that becomes very, very difficult with what they have. Uh, the, all they would really have is cap space and their own picks once the Cleveland picks are all used up. And you still have more of those coming, obviously, in 24, and then they have been utilized. I don't really envision any of that happening. I don't have a problem with... You know, the commitments that he's, he's just keeping it all wide open. Again, the difference is they what they're doing this offseason doesn't send them into the obvious the last two years. The first year of free agency and offseason and coaching change, if you were forecasting a team that was going to win six or more games, then I don't need to talk to you about football anymore because that's just not what they were doing. They didn't have the talent to do it. They weren't going to fall backwards into it. They weren't going to just accidentally they just didn't have the they weren't capable. There was no way they were going to do that. And then the same thing happened this offseason. They put together the coaching staff. Uh they had a real draft at least, but again, expecting all those players to impact you in such a positive way when none of them play quarterback, that's not real. That's not realistic. And then they had other things that were just the back end like I've said for 2 years. A talent. They signed reserves from the rest of the league that weren't going to play. And they signed them to play here. And they did play here. Reserve level talent. That's not what they're doing this offseason. They've added a handful of players like that from the depth perspective, from, you know, maybe this is a player who helps them on special teams, the offensive lineman they just signed reportedly from the Miami Dolphins. Aaron Wilson mentioned this yesterday. We did not have a chance to get to it. Uh, Michael Dieter, uh, he plays out his four years in Miami as a draft pick. Uh, had a couple of major injuries, was kept him off the field, then lost a competition to stay on the field, played both center and guard. But started every game as a rookie, started and played well in his third year, but didn't play at all. And again, you're going to see, you know, Michael Dieter added to the Texans. He, he was a reserve lineman with the Dolphins and played in all 17 games. So what do you think he did when you hear he played in all 17 games? Well, he must have come in as a reserve, right? Or, or he played zero offensive snaps and was a special teamer. Just so, again, there's different ways to write it. There's different ways to analyze That's it. Sneaky. It's very sneaky because it's accurate. He did. A, you look at the game log. 
He participated in all 17 games, and he took nothing but special team snaps and only a handful in each game because of the role that he played. They had a healthy enough offensive interior group last year in Miami that while he was active every week and while he would have played if they needed him, he wasn't needed. But again, this is much more like what they should be doing. You know, even Scott Questenberry, who was signed two years ago initially to come to Houston and now re-signed this year after he started all but the opener last year, he was he had even less experience as a starter than Dieter. Dieter's the player I would much more have seen them like to sign. But for your benefit, here's why it is a bit curious. Uh, they both weigh about 315, 320 pounds. Both can play center. Both can play guard. Questenberry played center. If Michael Dieter slides in there at 320 pounds... Uh, his helmet will be about seven inches higher off the ground than Questenberry's. Because Questenberry is right at six feet and Dieter is six six. Would you like him playing in the middle of your line if uh, your friend Mel Kuyper Jr. is correct? And, and Bryce t- Young, the so both the small two, person, the most prominent ESPNer and the most prominent NFL networker from Don't a draft want to perspective. Anybody, right, Noah? They both put out their latest mock draft today. Mel Kuyper has C.J. Stroud going to the Panthers, thus Bryce Young goes to the Texans. On the other hand, Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network, same thing, but he said Bryce Young was going to be the choice of the Panthers, so C.J. Stroud would be the pick for the Texans. Who do you trust more? It's just a matter. They they don't have much more insight than the other guy, and it is still more of a guess, especially since the wild card is. The team that traded up, they haven't tipped their hand. There's even stories about them not even knowing who they traded up for, that the process wasn't complete, that they had to have a quarterback, but they weren't even dead set on one of them. And some people are trying to liken it to last year's Niners, or two years ago, the Niners trade up to what everyone said they thought at the time was to draft Mac Jones. And then they went through the rest of their draft process and settled on Trey Lance. So I don't know who's going number one, and I don't believe these guys do either, nor should they at this point. But it shows you how, honestly, I keep saying fun, how much fun it is, I think, going to be leading up to this. And even on draft night, if we are unsure, um, it was a curveball to bring all the sports together. On NBA draft night, nobody was acting like this was even a possibility that Jabari Smith Jr. wasn't going number one. And he ended up going three because all of a sudden the Magic wanted Paolo Bancaro. And it very well could be similar with the Panthers at number one. Uh, the other thing that stood out to me with their two mocks is he still, Mel still thought Indy had to have a quarterback and they were going to trade up from four to do it, but only to number three to swap with Arizona and they would take Will Levis at three. Jeremiah does not have Levis being drafted in the top 10. He says the Colts will sit and take Anthony Richardson. I think they will sit regardless and then choose among those two quarterbacks at number four. I feel like. There's no reason for the Panthers to not tip their hand eventually. I don't even call it tipping their hand. Why, it's not even tipping your hand if you're the number one team. Well, what if you want to trade the pick? But, okay. Why did you trade all of that to get up there then? So then you would have that option. Because you think that one of these quarterback-starved teams is going to give you more than you gave up to get that far? You had to come from nine and you're going to somehow get more for a team that's higher than you were in your original position? Maybe that's the, pretty maybe, flawed thinking. I mean, I don't think that was their intention, but you never know what Jim Irsay might have to say. Yeah, but I just I can't see what the Colts would give 
the Panthers that would what if you get intel? that deal? You get intel and you feel really, really good about it that says the Colts have to have and are going to do whatever. They, they, they love Bryce Young. They, they want to draft Bryce Young. They love Bryce Young. You don't even care who you like. But you want to make them think that's who you like. No, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. We're drafting him. The only way you're going to get him is if you trade with us because otherwise he's on our team. Now, we're not really interested in trading with you, so I'm not even really sure why we're still on the phone. You can go ahead and hang up. That's our guy. I'm sorry that it's your guy, too, but, I mean, I guess you can wow us. You know the number. Click. Option B, So they do want a deal. I don't think they'll deal, and yes, it seems a bit far-fetched, but if they fall in love with C.J. Stroud and they know the Colts love, you know, Bryce Young, they would still have to find a way to draft Stroud. Because trading with the Colts might prevent it. That's the problem. You can trade with the Texans all you want. I don't think the Texans have any interest in doing that. I just feel like that by the time we get to the week of the draft, we're going to know who's going number one, and we'll probably know who the Texans are going to take, too, because of that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't, I could be wrong, but I don't think there's any intrigue with the Texans anymore. Because they're at the mercy of whoever gets drafted first. And they don't have any intentions of drafting Will Anderson. They don't have any intentions of trading back. They don't have any intentions of drafting Jalen Carter or Anthony and Richardson or Will Levis. they don't have any intentions of tra- trading up, especially. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're done with their work on the number two pick. All they have to do is sit there and wait and see what happens and then pick the other guy. I mean, I, like I said, I could be wrong, but I do think that's what's going to play out. A team will draft a quarterback at number one, and the Texans will remain at number two. And of all the quarterbacks left... They'll take C.J. Stroud. Well, I hope or Bryce Young. that touchdown and two-point conversion was worth it to put yourself in this position. Well, the most important parts of that play for the Browns, the Cowboys, are unemployed and are third string. And it's all relative. Davis Mills, <laughs> likely the third stringer. Lovey Smith was relieved of his duties. Brandon Cooks has been traded to the Cowboys. And Jordan Akins signed with the Browns. Wild, wild! How that is actually, and, and I should you know give some credit to the O line. They gave Laramie Tunsil seventy five million bucks for his involvement, and he's still here. Yes, correct. All right, uh, we'll get to in case you missed it when we come back. That is just I still can't believe that happened, but it did. And uh, now the Texans are in the number two spot because of it. The number one spot for plumbing, all your plumbing needs, is Aqueduct Plumbing Company. They're at your disposal at two eight one four eight eight. 6238. 281-488-6238 is a telephone number for leak detection. Repiping, which is a big, big thing to do because lately we've had these cold snaps and if you don't have the type A PEX piping in your home, well, you could have some burst pipes and then you're in a world of hurt sometimes. But with that type A PEX It freezes and expands, but does not burst. And I know we're going to the summertime, but that's the best time to do something like this to prepare for when the temperatures drop again. You get that repiping job done from Aqueduct Plumbing Company over the the, uh, course of the summer, and you're not having to worry about when the temperatures eventually drop again. But from repiping to leak detection, plumbing fixtures, water heaters of the tankless variety or traditional, and everything else, it's Aqueduct Plumbing Company. At your disposal, 281-488-6238 or online at aqueductplumbingcompany.com. All right, let's hit you with some items we've not yet gotten into. Let's discuss on In Case You Missed It. Hey, guys, in case you missed it, um, USA and Japan are playing in the championship of the WBC tonight, but that is not my headline here. This is just for you, AC. It's official. 
the WBC will be returning in 2026. Great. Who can get injured there from the Astros in 2024? Probably nobody. Why? You mean what do you mean from 2024? Well, that's when it'll be played, right? You just said 2026. Oh my bad. I did, you, did you not say that? No, I said 2026. I, for, I, I forgot we're on a uh, World Cup rotation. Yes, my bad. Rob Manfred was talking today, and he acknowledged, it confirmed that yes, they will bring it back. It will be in 2026. Great. Who can get injured from the Astros in 2026? Is well, that did better? You see who's not playing tonight? He's not in the lineup. Right. Kyle Tucker. Good. He can't get drilled on his uh, thumb now. Well, he's not playing because he fouled a ball off his foot the other day. That's another good reason not to play. That definitely would not have happened in West Palm Beach. You don't know that. He, there's no way he's going to foul a ball off his foot while he's in the cage or while he's in a spring training game. It would only happen at a WBC practice. I know. It's awful. Just like Altuve breaking his thumb. Has he had surgery yet? Nope. Because why? Swelling had to go down. And it still hasn't? I haven't doctored him today, so I'm not 100% on that. It may have, but they have just might not have scheduled Have you read about others who have doctored him to find out? No, because nobody's written about it. Have you listened to anybody talk about it? Nobody's talked about it. Do you have a feeling on it? Yeah, the swelling's going to go down. He's going to have surgery. But if nobody's written about it or talked about it, how do you know he hasn't had surgery yet? He might have had it during the show. You're right. Because the swelling might have gone down. You're right. Or it didn't, and he hasn't had it yet. That's right. I think Which, they have to amputate. Probably. Well, but I hope that tournament was worth it. It's so awesome. It's great for the game. Speaking of people that had surgery, uh, Bryce Harper will not start the season on the 60-day IL. Uh, Phillies general manager Dave Dombrowski announced is a chance to return before May 29th. I was listening to Harper maybe Sunday or Monday. He was talking about his recovery and last year and everything, and he pointed out how anti-DH he was uh, leading up to the adoption of the both leagues having it. And he said, well, I've obviously changed my tune. I can't be more thankful for it being around last year, which allowed me to play through this. And uh, he said he wants to play in right field. He wants to be in the outfield. He wants to hear from the fans. He wants to be a part of that. He would love to throw people out again, but he knows he'll be back a lot sooner and just really doesn't have to push it on that side of the injury. Because he can get back on the field and swing the bat, as as Noah's indicating, uh, far sooner than I think their early predictions had him, maybe out till the break, which is obviously good news for the Phillies. So who's back first, Bryce Harper or Jose Altuve? It seems like Harper based on that, but I don't really... It's probably very close. Two months without Altuve puts you into June. It seemed like that's kind of where Harper and Dombrowski were leaning. If they're not going to put him on the 60-day... Presum- I presume that means they think he can play in less than 60 days. You'd be able to give us a more concrete answer if you were doctoring Altuve, right? Yeah, if I was in West Palm Beach and lockered next to him and he came to camp today, I probably would know whether his swelling had gone down or doctoring not. Doctoring and lockering. its a lot of action going on. But I didn't, so I just had to uh, hear from Omar Lopez while we're talking about it. Why don't we do that, Noah? Omar Lopez was also part of the uh, game today in the broadcast on AT&T Sportsnet, uh, one of their spring training, remaining spring training telecasts. He put on the headset from the dugout for us off of his managerial duties with uh, Team Venezuela, but that obviously means he was right there in the dugout when Jose Altuve got hit on the hand. And uh, among the things he told uh, Esh and Mike Stanton today was how it made him feel when he saw it and was a part of it. And to be honest, that that injury of Jose when he got that when he got hit, 
It was like uh, somebody shot me in the middle of my chest. I never got a shot him before, but it was a, a big punch in, in my chest. Because as a manager, I don't know if you have to feel guilty. I have to feel, you know, like. It, yeah. But 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 I, I I did. I did feel bad, and I'm still not not feeling well about it because we're losing one of our guy and and also uh, representing our country. One of the things he said right after that was basically, I think, where where I left things yesterday, and you may have as well. If nothing else. Uh, he was talking about what we were talking about, the timing of it. Can can that be altered? Can we not play it right in front of the season? Can we not play it during the season, but rather at the time on the calendar that gives you two months before you're even supposed to get to spring training, three months and change before you're even supposed to play in a regular season game, thus when the event is scheduled. Granted, the weather now is different than the weather in November, so you would accommodate for that. But I think you could probably find a way if, if everybody felt like these two very, very significant injuries uh, were impactful enough that they would try to do it a little bit differently the next time. I mean, you could do it after the season and just ensure that you're playing in a dome stadium. That's the that's, all, that's all the accommodations you would need to make. kind of why they built roofs. Just saying. Moving on to some NFL news, guys. Uh, here's a name you probably never thought you'd hear again. Cam Newton was throwing today at Auburn's Pro Day. He says... Ain't 32 mother effers better than me. <laughs> so he is channeling his inner Adam Wexler talking about Colin Kaepernick. Is that what I got from it? You might not know that because back in the past, that's what Wexler said a well, lot. Well, I mean, the football side of it, they're both correct. As Kaepernick was continuing to not be a part of the NFL, uh, 32 teams were not employing starting quarterbacks with more talent than his or could play better than him or could help his team win more than him. I think Newton's a little bit closer to the back of the 32 than Kaepernick was in, in, at his best at that stage of their respective careers, I should say. But he's still probably right when you look at who ended up making a bunch of starts last year. But if we put out the 32 quarterbacks that are going to be starting at the beginning of the season, presuming health for all 32 teams, do you think he's better than any of those 32? He's better than Davis Mills right now. Well, Davis Mills is not starting for yeah, the Yeah, but Texans. I just wanted to say that he was better than Davis Mills. Mainly. If they had Davis Mills and no draft pick, then you could say it. But in 2023, which is why he's working out, the Texans don't apply. I mean, if you put a list in front of me of the starters, there's probably at least one I could find. I, I'll give you one. Go ahead. Desmond Ritter. That's a very reasonable, exp- that's a reasonable name, for Andy, sure. Andy Dalton's not starting, is he? No, he's not trying to think of uh those players like that start when something goes wrong mm-hmm. and a team that starts Jameis winston at the beginning of the season like the saints did something was going to go wrong that seems like 30 years ago it was just last season but yeah i mean i i applaud him for wanting to to continue his career i i hope he shows well enough to do that but quite honestly I, i'm sure his arm strength is fine especially if he's beyond any injuries that affect his elbow or shoulder which at different times were impactful during his career Passing the football, throwing the football, that's like the third best part of his game. And normally when you're a quarterback, that should be at least one or two, and it, it isn't. So I'm not sure what he's going to look like at Pro Day to, to encourage a team to bring him in because they're going to bring him in under the same premise the last time he was brought into an NFL team. Sure, you can be among our quarterbacks, but you're not the quarterback, right? What so, else? Uh, we'll wrap it up with this one. Former Texan, according to Adam Schefter, trade hawks for uh, DeAndre Hopkins are ramping up. 
I don't know if it's just me and my terrible attitude. It this, is it is bad. This is yes, no problem. Keep giving me good information. You're welcome. Thanks, bye. All right, I just got some information here directly from DeAndre Hopkins' agent. While the market appears to be totally barren, and I will write this for you and put it out on whatever television platforms I have for the day. They're ramping up, so the Cowboys are probably still interested in him, right? Oh, wait, no, they just got someone. Where's he going? Who's trading for him and his new contract? He has the worst timing. I mean, it's just that when is I don't. He, I don't hey, want more money, and every time he wants more money, it, I, I just feel like nobody wants to give it to him for whatever reason. Well, if if he's stuck in Arizona, it'd be the first time someone hasn't given it to him. He's had, gotten money every time he's wanted it from it just, that team. Well, yeah, just forced him to be moved, which happens to receivers all the time. Like think, of, I still think of Stephon Diggs and even Devontae Adams. I'm trying to These think of a place he would awesome, land. Really awesome, mm-hmm. and in the prime of their careers. And they asked their team if they could see their way clear to give them more money. And in order to get it, they had to be moved. And then they both got paid tremendously well because of it. It's okay. Hopkins negotiated his own deal with Arizona, an exceptionally good one. I'm just trying to think of who, like you said, who would be left that would. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody. But again, orchestrating that deal and having the team on the other side. Be able to pony up yeah, that Yeah, they're cash. not trading for DeAndre Hopkins for the remainder of his contract. They're trading for DeAndre Hopkins and twice as much money in guarantees, which is what he's seeking. I'm and presumably he wants to go somewhere to win. I would think so. The team I've seen mentioned with all of it is the New England Patriots. Because Bill Belichick said hello to him on the field and told him he was awesome once. Something like that? Yeah, and then the wide receivers coach told him he's the best in the league, and he said, I know. Wasn't that the Cardinals wide receivers coach when oh, the yeah, Texans played yeah. the Cardinals? Yeah, it was. And then they added him? I'm glad we started hey, man, through all that. You're the best one out there. I know. It was one of the greatest <laughs> lines ever. It was in pregame. It was awesome. It was great. I love that. We've got three doors down tickets to give away at the start of the very next segment. You want to keep it right here if you want to go to that show coming up in September. If you want to go and lay down on a mattress tonight with the best sleep you've ever had in your life possible and pay less than you ever had and get it all guaranteed for you, I got the other place you can go, TexasMattressMakers.com. That's where you need to go to start your journey to the best sleep at the best price guaranteed. Now through April 2nd, the mattress madness continues here during the month of March. Obviously, there's a whole lot of madness going on, and that does not uh, mean that Texas mattress makers has been left out because you can save up to 30 percent off with mattresses starting at just six thirty nine. And they're throwing in all sorts of bundled discounts as well, like free box springs, cooling upgrades and delivery. It's all available to you. When you start looking for it all at TexasMattressMakers.com. Six locations to serve you the original on the east side of downtown. 4619 Navigation at the corner with Lockwood. Also in Atascacita, Baybrook, Katy, the Woodlands, and Richmond, Rosenberg. It's Texas Mattress Makers. The best sleep at the best price, guaranteed. Hey, Wex. Hey, buddy. You want to give away some... Three doors down tickets? Of course. You know, they got a uh, special guest candle box coming. By the way, candle box can still wail. I saw them last year at BuzzFest. I also saw them in concert. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. In 1995. Uh, 
What's your favorite Candlebox song? Probably not 1995, but somewhere between 95 and 05 is probably right. They opened for Rush. Oh, no wonder you saw them. Yeah. That's the only reason And I was saw there them. in time to see them wailing away on their instruments and yelling. I was about to say, you weren't in line at concessions or at the merch stand? Nope. Which I tour probably already it? had my Roll the Bones t-shirt in oh hand. Oh, my gosh. Who'd you go with? I don't know. And that's probably the last concert you attended, too. No, I've seen Van Halen here when dumb David Lee Roth tried to ruin their songs. Diamond Dave, would he wear his leather pants? He was... I... I can't even believe how much That's how mad David, this makes me. My David Lee Roth impression. I, I'm, I, even at the concert, I'm in the same mood I am right now. Why is he doing this? Why is he ruining this? Was this, this the one that Sammy Hagar went on tour with them too? No, this was just Dave, Wolfie, uh, Alex, and Sammy. I mean, Alex and uh, Eddie. Eddie. It, and I'm like, the music, Eddie sounds phenomenal. Right. Alex is killing he's it. Eddie Van Halen. Wolf, great. Mm -hmm. He sounds like Mike. I can't tell the difference. And then this idiot is up there. <laughs> he can't dance. He can't sing. He barely knows the song. He's not a showman. Get him out of here. Well, he's a showman. He Not this night. Well, he was. Oh, so, 20 years ago. I was, I was so mad. I was so mad. I was so mad. Anyway. I was so mad. But Candlebox was good. They were good. It's a different show, yeah. Three Doors Down is good live because I saw them last year and I'm going to this show. I don't know how or where I'm sitting yet, but I'm going to this show. Awesome. I'd like to uh, hang with them, but we'll see if we can arrange that. You guys can hang with them as far as just going to the show if you can answer the following question that Wex is about to read. Well, let's get them all the particulars first. Yeah, it's a pair of tickets to see Three Doors Down with special guest Candlebox. On September 23rd at what is, in my opinion, the most underrated venue in all of the Houston area, down in Sugarland at Smart Financial Center. Tickets are on sale at LiveNation.com, but if you have the answer to this question, you can win them. You can win them with the answer to this question at 713-212-5790. I have a quick question first. Uh, Noah, what's your uh, favorite American Pie movie? Ooh, that's tough. Probably Naked Mile. Oh, wow. He went way outside the box. How about from the original group? Wait, you saw these? We found a movie you watched? I don't mean with Stifler's dumb, not funny brother. Oh, you're saying from the... From the original ones? franchise. Um, American Pie 1, American Pie 2, American Pie Wedding, and American Pie Reunion. Probably the second one. Boom! I knew he would say that. Yeah, because of and the two girls kissing. if you were listening earlier in the show, you probably know this answer. The question is, what Three Doors Down song appears on the American Pie 2 soundtrack. Ooh. Is it actually on the soundtrack, or it did it just get heard in the movie? Because I, sometimes they my, do that. My understanding through my research is that it is on the soundtrack, and yes, it was heard in the movie. I can give a hint for this as well, if you'd like. I gave a hint already, but you can give another one. Actually, no, that's incorrect, so I'm not going to give that hint because I'll confuse people. 713-212-5790. What... Three Doors Down song was heard in American Pie 2. 713-212-5790. If you want to go see the show at Smart Financial Center, two tickets. I cannot wait till uh, Noah gets an answer from someone so mm -hmm. I can not give my hint, but just rather refer and to the song that I was thinking of. Oh, good. And, and know this. We already have a, a trivia question for tomorrow in the can. We're ready hey, to go. Hey, everyone call in. I'll give you a hint. It's not Kryptonite. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Was that the first, like, five people that called? Yes. Like, Is think it Kryptonite? Think about the movie. Like, does that song even seem like it would have fit anywhere in the movie? The one that's the answer to this? No, Kryptonite. Oh. Talking about Superman uh, and nonsense like well, that? Well, funny you should mention, when the two girls are... Get, who's who's trying to... Who, they're It's Stifler and who? 
everybody but the guy from Rookie of the Year. No, but they're trying to get. Oh, that's right. They were all, all, all three. The, oh, not everybody, because uh, the extremely good actor that uh, played lacrosse was not in the in the house with them. <laughs> the one that sang. Yes, we have a winner, boys. Okay, it was be like that. It was be like that. Daniel, caller number three. Yes, Paul, Jim, and Stifler were painters, and they had gone in the house, and the two owners of the house or renters of the house Hot had found renters them. of the house. Mm-hmm. So they were looking for Johnny West. Remember, <laughs> he was under the bed. Remember a, a few weeks back, full cheek. Maybe a, maybe it was a few days. It might have been last week. Didn't weren't we talking about the Geico caveman? Was yeah, that last week? That probably came up last week. Do you yeah. remember one of the commercials? There was so many that were good. Do you remember the one where he is walking through the airport? He's on a people mover and he sees the. Do you know the song that's playing? It's a Three Doors Down song. Let me be myself. <laughs> It's so good. Didn't know that. Because there's no, there's no like spoken words. There's no lines. It's just him. Well, he's, he's a on, caveman. Well, they can talk. <laughs> and he's walking by it. Well, he's not even walking by it. He's just sailing by it. And then he comes back to look at the Geico ad. Uh, people movers, airport. Stand to the right. If you're going to stand, left, you go ahead and walk. Do you stand or do you walk? How could you stand? Exactly. What do you... Come you on. can walk at an, an insane rate of speed. I mean, I know you might have two hours before your flight and you're Doesn't trying to matter. kill time. You look you're, like OJ. Are you really going to stand commercial. on the people mover when you can walk on it? By the way, in those Hertz commercials starring OJ Simpson, my favorite subject on the show, were those in them? Were those invented back then? Because he was doing those in the 70s, wasn't he? I thought it? he was just running through the airport and leaping over the chairs. That's what I'm saying. Hey, if you leaped over the chairs now, you there's like no room to land. The oh. chairs are so close together. What if... <laughs> What if OJ was on the people mover? So now he really is the fastest man in the airport he in America. Would barrel in. You, there's not that much room from the right side to the left side. Running at that rate of speed with those wide NFL shoulders, he'd hit people. And they'd go down. Have you ever been around OJ? Uh, like in no. person? I don't know. I thought maybe you would have for some I mean, reason. all the years, I just don't think there were any years. Like, what, what year did this happen? 94. So you mean when he when he killed the two people? That was ninety four. When he was on trial. Oh, that was most of ninety four. Or when he was in AC's car, I guess would be closer. Well, to that, that was ninety four. Because I don't know about the killing people. You know who I am? Not guilty of. Right. Hey, Twitter world. So go Bills. You were what age when that happened? Thirteen. So I was older, clearly, and yeah. in the media business, but. It was only a couple of years before he was really not going to be around people but, in the media very much. once he was acquitted in 95, I feel like he went on a media tour, and then he was, like, being seen everywhere. Hey, O.J. Simpson here with us. Let's take a call. Uh, he wants to talk about Bill Walsh. Dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We need that audio. We did not have... I did not have O.J. in studio at any point during his short time not on trial in my time in the media business. One of the best meet. parts of that documentary that Noah still hasn't watched is when he gets out, he's acquitted, and he thinks he's just going to go back into the world and start playing golf everywhere. And there's that, uh, I think it's either at a golf course or it's at an airport, and he's walking through. Either way, there's this woman who's like off to the side. There's all these cameras on him, and he's, she's like screaming at him, You murderer! You ugly-ass murderer! And that's, that's the line from the film. So good. What a film. Well, it was pretty good. All right. <laughs> Team continues. Who's here. our winner? Uh, Daniel was Daniel. Our winner. All right, Daniel, way to go. Enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> what's, 
What's the matter with you today? I thought that was appropriate. <laughs> it's just the way you said it. Hey, Daniel, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Go Bills! Three doors down from the show, and we can talk about an OJ doc. You, you're the worst. You know what else is the worst? Joint pain in your knee or your back. I can't even get these gloves on. This joint pain is so bad. I stopped taking my arthritis medicine, and poof, the gloves didn't fit, so they had to acquit. I can't even do it. I can't even do Twitter videos unless I'm lounging in a golf cart because I can barely move my hey. back and my neck. Hey, Twitter world, got hip pain? Call QC Kinetics. They can definitely get rid of that. What? I don't know if they need a celebrity endorser like that. Well, not that one for sure, but uh, you can definitely call them and they'll get rid of your joint pain at 713-913-5285. Because whether you want to do activities that are, well, you're going to stick to doing legal activities. Let's just leave it at that. But you can't do them as well if you have joint pain that's keeping you from being physically active. Physically active and can make that happen right here in Houston. We mentioned how much uh, they've uh, grown, how many more people they've been able to help. And we certainly know that uh, we appreciate those of you who have taken us up on the offer to make that phone call. Get that free consultation with QC Kinetics, 713-913-5285. Expanded treatment capacity because of all this interest in eliminating joint pain. In the Woodlands and the Heights, another clinic opening up in Sugarland, and more locations are on the way. And QC Kinetics can be a game changer for you as well. Just make that phone call. You'll be working with the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. It's QC Kinetics, 713-913-5285 for that free consultation. 713-913-5285 for QC Kinetics. Go Bills! You don't want me to ask that question of Noah before we go today? Give me a save it. Uh, you can do whatever you want. Hey, thanks, man. You're welcome. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. What did you make of both Draymond Green and Clay Thompson going out of their way to compliment the Rockets last night after the game? I suppose they could have just answered it briefly and moved on but they were asked specifically about the rockets in post game last night i really honestly i don't even know what clay thompson said because i never listened I, okay to it. i'm glad you said i that. know what draymond said because i went back and listened to it and posted it on my extremely important tiktok account is china taking your information from your account yes they now know that draymond green thinks the rockets are getting good coaching Draymond Green, one of the best non-scoring forwards in the history of the association, probably the best. So I feel like uh, it's Clay kind of stormy there for him, isn't it? I mean, he's going to be indicted apparently by a non-political district attorney in New York. Do we want to go there? You don't want to do that. So anyway, the uh, <laughs> Clay was asked about this current Rockets team, and he was like, "I look over there." I'm paraphrasing. I look over there, and everybody's 19 years old. And I'm thinking back to the time when, you know, James was here. He's obviously one of the best, you know, to ever do it in this league. And they obviously almost knocked us off. Those were his exact words. Um, he's referencing 2018, you know, when all of us got our hearts ripped out by Scott Foster and Tony Brothers. Oh, and the Rockets missed 21 straight three-pointers. But, um, I like, he and Draymond, they could have said anything, like you said, they went out of the way, and that's the first time, and I'm sure it's because the Rockets are, you know, the doormats of the league now, but they didn't have to go out of their way to be as complimentary as they were about two different eras of the team. Well, to me, I'll talk, talk about Draymond specifically. Draymond knows 
the game. Yeah. That's why he's going to be an awesome analyst. He's also High entertaining. IQ, great IQ. He also knows Coach Silas. I think he knows him well enough to respect him and look at what's happening out there and comment on it. He also knows Lionel Hollins. He also knows John Lucas, all three named uh, by him in his comments about how uh, he respects what they're doing. But he went on and on about specifics in that particular game last night, you know, listening to guys talking to one another. And, you know, why don't we just let him say it? Here's Draymond Green talking about K.J. Martin and Tari Eason describing how Draymond can understand they're very well coached. You know, I think they're doing a pretty good job. Like, you, you can hear the conversation. I, I was listening to a conversation today between Tari and, I think, uh, KJ. And, like, the things that they're saying, you're listening to them, and, like, they're trying to figure it out. I, I was very intrigued by the conversation because, like, he's like, oh, but if, you know, I could have scrammed him out, you know, but the guy was low. And he's like, yeah, well, if you can get over there. And, and like, the whole conversation, I, I thought it was very interesting to hear Two relative, I mean, one rookie in KJ's what in his second or third year, um, to hear them talking through things like that. You know they're well coached because they're what they're working through is actually the right the right thing to do. Like you got a, a, a small guard stuck on the big. He's talking about kicking him out and getting him to the weak side, and we actually got fouled on that play. So his thinking was right. He was trying to figure out how to get to it, and so. Just to hear that conversation, you know the coaching staff is doing a good job, and it's and it feels like they're listening, and that'll be key to the direction their careers will go. Do you? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you surprised that he's as comp? I mean, I'm no, I know he's not going to sit there and crap no. all over Steven Silas. He gives his honest opinions. That's why I like Draymond Green. That's what he thinks. Okay, do you agree with him? 100%. You think Steven Silas is a great head coach? I didn't say that. I agree with what Draymond said. These guys that, know what to do. They're, coached they're well. being told what to do. They just don't do it. I'm and not saying he's a great coach. I think the things that he heard I'm these two players he talk about yeah. are exactly how Draymond believes a team should try to defend that particular situation. And I don't know if you've noticed it, this homestand, just because we've had a chance to see so much more of them while they're actually playing well. I'm glad he brought up K.J. Martin. I've seen K.J. do what he's talking about during a timeout three times during this six-game homestand. During a timeout, everybody headed to the bench. He took Tari Eason out to the court with him and was explaining to him a defensive rotation that could have been made or needed to be made. And he's pointed him this here and that. Obviously, I can't hear what he's saying, but I can see him with his gestures. And that's somewhat of what Draymond's saying he could hear on the court uh, during, you know, obviously a stop and play. And it, it's clear that they have it. They, they know what they need to do, and these are the right things to do. But it's taken them a long time to get there to do them. But it's, it's also why they've won three of these games. None of these games, these three wins, weren't against San Antonio. They've won five games this month. Those two are hard to count, but they do count. But these three wins were because they were doing more things correctly. They were doing much. This, none of this has to do with offensive basketball. They played 60 games without Jabari Smith. 
even though he was out there for 30 minutes a night. Look at how different they are when he's actually a part of the team. And Jabari, well. Jabari looks good lately. And, and that's b- and by the way, another Tari comment Eason, that Draymond made. Tari Eason's really, he's good. He's going to be good, I think. I, I don't know how good he's going to be, and this is the most painful part of where the the uh, Rockets are in their rebuild because you see guys, but you just you never know what they're actually going to be. But I, I would like to think that Tari Eason's going to be a key contributor once this team is actually winning games and games that matter, playing games that matter. To me, he's P.J. Tucker, but he plays both ends. P.J. Yeah. Tucker played one end. Mm. He could hit corner threes, otherwise forget about him scoring ever, literally ever. And it did hurt the team after, after a while with who they had him out there with. You can get away with him when the other four guys are awesome offensively and when he's really killing it in the corner. Tari Eason's going to find a way to put the ball in the basket. Going to become a better finisher. Going to become a better three-point shooter. He's a better individual space defender, like playing passing lanes, being a deflection guy, getting down court. He also plays above the rim. P.J. Tucker can't dunk. One-on-one, he's nowhere near P.J. Tucker today, but that could easily change moving forward. So I don't know if that's a very good comparison or not, but that's the role he will play. Just someone who can do it on both ends and really thrived when he's playing with the starters. Imagine that. Imagine that. Astro he gets line. to play with three of the starters most nights because he and Jay Sean step in about five, six minutes into the game each night or seven minutes in. Except for last night when he didn't play. Right. Last night was he was starting and Jay Sean didn't play at all. Uh, Astro line coming up. And before that, I want to tell you guys about Classic Chevy in Sugarland and Classic Chevy Highway 6. There's two dealerships that Jeff and Tiffany Sebastian own and operate, each with up to $8,000 off right now of Silverado's. 0% APR with approved credit and over 400 of them in stock with lifetime engine guarantees while supplies last. You know what else has lifetime engine guarantees in stock? Over 50 Equinoxes available to you right now at both locations and 120 days of no payments. The GM dealer of the year 12 years in a row is Classic Chevy in Sugarland. Classic Chevy Highway 6 is open for your convenience on Sundays. They will show you what it means to really relax and enjoy the difference when you go into either location. Tell them Adam Clanton from Sports Talk 790 sent you in to either one. That's going to do it for the show today. Got to say thanks to everybody who was a part of it, including our own Astros insider Michael Connor for Noah for Wex, I'm AC. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. Astro Line with Dana Brown, the Astros general manager. Coming up next. Keep it right here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.